What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast, season four, episode 13. My name is Tyler, joined, as always, by my co-host Colby, but also by special guests of the show, newcomer to the Switch It Up podcast airwaves, uh, Aussie Maple Leaf. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored. The season four fighter pass is looking awesome. Yeah, we <laughs> the DLC is really popping off right now. <laughs> but we, but we uh, right now. yeah, we we are honored to have you. Uh, it is kind of strange how you haven't even been on uh, until now because we've we've actually known you for a while, at least in this sort of like little microcosm of content creators we found ourselves in since we started doing this so uh why don't you tell the people at home uh give yourself a little introduction what you do uh why you do it uh all that sort of stuff uh sure so i'm ozzy maple leaf i'm a small australian twitch streamer who plays anything and everything but mainly rpgs they're my pretty much bread and butter uh I kind of do it just because it's fun, and I like to show off games and my random trivia knowledge. Yeah. That's Perfect. Nice. That was fantastic. <laughs> Concise set of skills. Very good. Uh, speaking of uh, games and, and RPGs and such, what is, what's everyone playing? Uh, that seems to be the right thing for all of these indie gaming podcasters to ask. So, so what's everybody playing? Colby, uh, we'll start with you since... Uh, I oh, haven't boy. actually asked how you're doing today yet, so oh, uh, how you, you doing, really, what games are you playing? You really want the short answer. All right. Um, <laughs> eh, I don't even remember the last time we actually recorded an episode. This might actually be the first episode we recorded in 2023, but you know what? It, I think 12 episodes a year is perfect, perfect pace. We're, we're, we <laughs> we're, we're killing it right now, but uh, as far as playing video games go, there hasn't been a lot of it, just, you know, Student teaching has been taking up the majority of my time. It's eight to four, you know, then stuff after school till like five thirty. Then you should you should want to prep for the next day. So haven't had a lot of time between, but I have been indulging myself in trying to double platinum seven remake by completing intermission on hard mode. I am currently uh, at the part okay. where there's like a box mini game, and you have to get a perfect score in the box mini game. And I'm getting absolutely dubbed by that thing right now. I'm I'm not even getting close. Like I, I don't even know what to do. So I think I'm gonna beat the game, get all the SP, spend all the XP on upgrade the weapons, then try it again, and then do combat simba stuff to get the double plat. What happens if you platinum a game twice? Like, do you does the does the developer come to your house yourself and give you the trophy? Like, that, this feels like a pretty good accomplishment. I wish, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, but all right, all right. Well, we'll still do it anyway. Um, other than that, though, I kind of been playing Smash Bros for the fun of it, I guess. Just I, I when I have a 50, quick 15, 20 minute spurt to play a video game, I just go wallop some computers, and I feel really good about myself when I wallop some computers. So I yeah. I'm gonna chase that dopamine rush. But yeah, man, uh, no Fire Emblem, no really anything besides games I already own. So uh, I am a I am not a very good video game podcaster, but Speaking of Fire Emblem, uh, Tyler, uh, this is where you take the stage. <laughs> well, we er, both of us have been quite busy. Uh, I, I will take the blame. I, there is another episode recorded 
that I recorded with Brock a while ago that I just have not edited. Uh, it's in the archives. It's in the archives. Uh, I keep forgetting to do it, and then when I remember to do it, I have homework, and then I have to do homework, and then the cycle continues. But, you know, we... Well, it'll be out eventually. But anyway, yes, uh, thank you for that nice segue. I have been playing uh, Fire Emblem Engage, and I think between the time we... Between the last episode and this episode, I bought it and beat it. So, uh, expect an episode on that at some point, maybe in a few years at this rate. But uh, I, I didn't know what to think of the game at first. I was very cautious. and Because I don't know, like, the art style was different. Like, coming off of Three Houses as my first Fire Emblem game, I was not sure what to expect from this high one. Bars. Yeah, a very high bar to beat. and. At the beginning of the game, it was it, I was scared. I, I wasn't really feeling it at the beginning of the game, but uh, it definitely gets better as you go along. And at the end of the game, it's very, very good. Uh, at least story-wise. Gameplay-wise, it was absolutely fantastic. Leaps and bounds ahead of Three Houses. Yeah, so uh, I just finished it today on the day of recording. And uh, it was very, very good. And I would recommend it to uh fire Emblem fans i think it's a good place to jump in at i think it's like an anniversary game uh or Makes like sense. in technic in technicality so that's why the story kind of is the way it is you know the story is not as deep as three houses it's not as good as three houses in my opinion but uh it's still pretty good like the characters are great not as individually deep as each of the students in three houses but still has depth to them they're just not as like integral to the story uh, this time around, but uh, very good RPG. Like I said, 50 hours, uh, which is 10 hours less than my last Fire Emblem game. That's so, good. So, big, obviously, it's still the big time commitment, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing is Engage. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Showdown during class because I'm a good student. Uh, oh, there and you go. And I'm trying to get my competitive VGC uh, skills back to. Uh, back to prime functioning power for the uh, regional that our college's club is going to be attending out in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, my next project is probably going to be starting Bayonetta 3 because uh, I got that for Christmas, but I never oh, boy. Up. Yeah, I know. that. That's a whole other thing, but yeah. I've talked before uh, enough. Uh, Aussie, what what have you been playing recently? Um, for myself, a lot of Gotham Knights. Um, especially with a friend of mine. Uh, we're currently up to round number four, I think, of the game, and I have just also started the One Piece Odyssey. Um, the one that just came out recently, because my friends have been buggering me to watch One Piece, and I've picked it up and I've started playing the game. There you go, Brock. There's your anime. There's your anime per talk for the episode. <laughs> and that was, that was Anime Corner, sponsored by Switch It Up. Anime Corner with Maple Leaf. <laughs> there you go. Um, but so, yeah. Tyler, so so Fort Wayne meet and greet uh, at the regional VGC? <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a couple of the, the podcast boys said that when we mentioned it. Uh, it's possible. Uh, the oh, the trip God, is going to be that that would be a hell of a trip to make. So I I would 
probably say don't do that, especially oh, since no, I'll be. I'm not go- oh, I'm not going to Indiana. You'll well, no, not you. Not show. yeah, of course the the other boys, but I think we're staying like outside of the convention center. Obviously, no, like outside of the city that the convention center is in, like a little ways out in like a Airbnb. So it might be a little hard to find, but. I'm excited. I haven't I haven't gone to a regionals since freshman year because then the uh, the the ever maligned disease uh, spread across the and the, the world. world and the world ended for a little bit and then uh, and then yeah the that was during like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon so that was back on the 3DS days of of competitive Pokemon uh, so now now we got switches now we got two whole new generations and probably the best mechanic since mega evolving so i'm excited to to dip my feet back in and probably get my ass kicked again i think it took like 96th place at the regional that i went to first so i did fight a guy with a shiny radicate on his team though so that was fun hey you're in the double digit club baby 96 i mean wow. <laughs> hey you're getting true yeah. good luck yeah exactly you. you're climbing the ladder all right but yeah we're not uh, here to well, talk about pokemon or fire emblem or anything we got we have the, the most serious game ever in the ever to be created to be to be talked about today. So uh, glad you're taking this seriously. <laughs> Col- Colby, this is more your forte, so please please tell the please tell the good people what what exactly we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, we're talking about a narrative masterpiece in Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, a game that all of us have played and completed. Uh, a while, uh, a little uh, times away at this point. I remember I beat it in a week. Ty was shortly after that, and Ozzy, you were shortly after that. So it's been a little bit, I think, since we've all played it individually. But uh, here we are talking about it anyway. Uh, came out in I don't know the exact day, middle of December, I think, on a Tuesday, which was weird. But hmm. hey, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is a game that we've talked about, um, you know, leading up to it. Uh, the, the week it came out, and we quickly talked about our thoughts on it on the show, and here we are reviewing it. Um, if you have listened to our reviews before, this one's not going to be three hours. I forbid it to be three <laughs> hours. I, I can't. I can't do it. So it's not a bad thing. It's just this game is not, you know, built to be talked about that long. But here we go. Let's just get into um, you know, a quick synopsis, some reviews, then we'll kind of you know steer the ship from there. So, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is a remaster slash remake of the 2007 PlayStation Portable game Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, and it is and it focuses on Zach Fair, a young member of the paramilitary organization Soldier, who is assigned to look for the missing soldier Genesis Rhapsodos. As he searches for Genesis, Zach discovers Genesis's origin, Project G. And how is related to two other high-ranking soldiers, Sephiroth and Angel Hewley. We will get into all that. The game's storyline takes the player from the war between the megacorporation Shinra and the people of Wutai to the events in Nibelheim, ending just before the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, straight from the FF7 fandom wiki, which is very well-versed. Reviews and scores. Um, scored pretty well across the board. 8 out of 10 on IGN. Shocker. 8 out of 10 on Nintendo Life, uh, 78% on Metacritic, most importantly, a 95% on Bleacher Report. Um, shout out to LeBron, who's about to become the Holy all-time leading sh- scorer. <laughs> Holy shit. Shout out LeBron James. And That's so, crazy. yeah, let's just, um, I thought this would be fun to shake it up a little bit. So, without any explanation, I want you guys to give your off-the-hip 
personal scores for Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Ozzy, I'll start with you. Just your score and no explanation. 8 out of 10. Tyler? 7 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. Okay, so here are some changes from the original game, and then we will get into our Spoiler 3 Frauds and kind of expand on our scores a little bit. We'll let that digest with the audience here for a little bit. You know, keep them on their heels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Change from the original. Thank God, um, <laughs> there's some there's some change in the original, uh, but none narratively. Unfortunately, it does not differ narratively at all from its predecessor. It is literally and funny enough. Today, an interview came out with Caleb Pierce, the lead voice as Zach, and he said during the recording process, they would listen to the lines of the old game and then record the line and try to like mirror the same delivery from the 2007 game. And I was like, uh, that sounds insane. <laughs> that does not sound correct at all. But regardless, um, mechanically, this game did change in a lot of ways. And the most notable changes in the combat system, which we actually will talk about today, unlike our last review. We didn't touch about combat at all in Xenoblade Review. It has been de-Kingdom Hearts, at which Ozzy you've experienced with. And it has been revamped to Mirror 7 Remake, which, thank god thank developer jesus for that um among those changes in the combat is a newly added buster sword battle stance mode which you know we'll dive in all that later the ui is basically cut and paste from remake visuals and renders have been massively improved both characters and environments it's just a much better version of the playstation portable game if you're going to play this game this is probably the way to go just because it's the most modern it's the best version it's leaps and bounds better than the 2007 game given that nothing changes with the story so with that said, I've talked enough. Tyler, I'll start with you. Kind of give your... This is Baby's first Final Fantasy right here, <laughs> and it's a spinoff. So tell us, child, how, did, how was your first experience? Uh, of course, sir, of course. Um, so, yeah, this is my first Final Fantasy game. Uh, not that I'm not familiar with the series, because, I don't know, I, I, I love, like, researching all sorts of games that I can't play. Uh, so I'll watch, like, YouTube documentary after review after review of, like, you know, PlayStation-exclusive games or just any games that are, like, getting buzz uh, or, like, really popular games that were before my time just so I can sort of uh, accumulate that sort of culture almost uh, to, I guess, get more of, like, uh, if I'll be interested in these franchises in the future, etc. So, uh through Colby, of course, and other means, I knew a lot about Final Fantasy VII, uh, the general story, the world, how it probably has the most expansive lore of any Final Fantasy game. Uh, and I, I had heard the name Crisis Core be thrown around, uh, but I really had no idea what it was because, you know, at that point when I was learning about Final Fantasy, I was like, Okay, so Advent Children's a movie, not a game, and there are these books, and it's like, what is what? Like Crisis Core, I don't know what at all what that oh, refers to, but apparently, apparently it was a prequel game, uh, and uh, my memory's hazy. I- I'm sure I watched like Maximilian dude like play through remake and see Zach, and I'm like, who the who the who the hell's this spiky haired kid? Uh, why is why is Max speechless uh, at this? revelation so and then colby you got into final fantasy 7 real deep and then 
that's what caught, sort of caused me to uh, know a bit more. And that brought us to uh, this year, which, uh, or I guess last year, technically, uh, where I got to pick up a Final Fantasy game for myself. And I really liked it. Uh, I, I expect I wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, I really liked the gameplay of it. It was very, very good. Um, I this is my first sort of like, I guess, uh, encounter with the remake combat style. Uh, it was it felt really good. It was like simple, but there were like complex features like the materia and the uh, you know the different like maneuvers you can do during battle, especially like. This game has a lot of mechanics, for better or worse. Like, it just keeps adding mechanics, like, all the way up to almost, like, the end of the game. So it was sort of overwhelming uh, at times to, like, sort of keep track uh, as I went along. But it was very good. Uh, I, the, I think the thing that caught me off guard the most was the, what's that thing called? Uh, the, like, the slot machine thing DMW. that comes on. Yeah, the DMW. Like I had no idea what to make of that when I first saw it. I'm like what? I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's like this slot, like the slot machine that like gives you random buffs during combat. I'm like, who thinks of this? Like, not that it was bad. It was very. It was really fun because like my strategy would like change on the fly. Like when I got certain buffs, uh, it's like, oh, I have infinite mana. I'm gonna spam Dark Faraga at you until this thing goes down. Oh, I have infinite AP cost. Let me spam Stop Buster uh, and do that more. So, very fun combat, very dynamic. The animations were flashy. The sound effects were really, really good, very impactful. Uh, and, and then, then the characters started talking. And then the characters had dialogue. And wow. I, I don't know, man. Like it feels like it's a so bad it's good situation. I, I, I say I feel like I feel like you know. <laughs> I feel like you like, I, know. Because I, I can't help but look back on the game even now, like as a recent Final Fantasy, I look it back and I I laugh, but like I look back on it fondly, even though the writing is horrible and the dialogue is like alien. Uh, but they're robots. They're basically robots, except Zach. Yeah. Zach's only character is not a robot. No, in the no, no, no. Zach, Zach is really cool. Like I, it is a testament. It is a real testament that Zach came out being as loved as he did oh, from this an game. An impossible battle in characters like like next to characters like fucking Angel and Genesis. <laughs> like the fact that Zach turned out as great as he is and is now like a revered deity in the final fantasy community is astounding. And I can see why he's like, he's like top five popular just in the series. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he was on screen for like 10 minutes in the original 1997. Now he has his own yeah. game and unfortunately has to talk to fucking robots for 20 hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say before I turn it over to be non spoilery is the, the music in this game was kind of weird. Some like people it, love it and some hate it, and I, it's, it's, I'm just indifferent. Like it has a particular like vibe to it, like a lot of guitar. It feels almost like, like what Final Fantasy's like country would sort of be, if that makes sense. It feels like sort of backwater a bit, which I guess makes sense from a man from Gongaga going around. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Gongaga. Oh, what a Gongaga. great <laughs> But. 
I can't believe it. It's Gungaga. That's the game. That's the the game. But yeah, like a lot of the time, like I felt the music didn't really fit the situation. Uh, oh, dude, like point. not to get too, but the moment when Angel's mom's like, yeah, my husband died, like making the sword and the music just like, yeah, turn up. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, but overall, very good. Like gameplay was fantastic. Once I started playing it, like I didn't want to play any other game but that one because that was on my, that was just my fixation and it held my attention. It made me curious, you know, because I know that despite the presentation of the story, everything like had a meaning to it, uh, like two Final Fantasy seven fans. And as someone who's not as deeply entrenched in that lore, it was interesting to sort of like piece together the story on my own, even though I knew a lot of it. But it was fun getting to talk to you, Colby, like going through and you gave me some revelations about the lore when I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And you're like, oh, it's this. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And that makes sense. So, yeah, we'll we'll obviously get into more detail in the spoiler section. But, uh, yeah, what am I doing? I'm hogging the floor when our guest is right here. Uh, <laughs> Ozzy, please, please, please take it away for your spoiler free uh, thoughts. All right. Uh, I, I will preference this that I never got a chance to play the original Crisis Core. Um, I was eight when it came out, so I was very young, didn't get to really play it, and I didn't own a, like, the console for it until I think I was 20. So, I never Jeez. got a chance to play it. <laughs> but I, I, I yeah, definitely we, we, we were six, so I mean... <laughs> yeah, we were... We didn't have a chance either, so don't worry. You're, you're among light company. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I did watch it, um, especially when I started getting into a lot of the Final Fantasies, so I did watch the original just so I could get an idea of what's happening. So this remake, um, yeah, it, it's quite similar to quite a few of the games I've played, so for me, picking up the combat, it was quite easy because, yeah, it's the Final Fantasy VII remake um, combat style, though I did find that there is, like, one command that... I think they changed around because I would press it and I would be like, why am I not dodging? And it's like, oh, I'm using a potion. Oh, I changed my button that layout <laughs> to mirror remake. So I, I just kept the, that's the first thing I did. I, I, I hit the dodge button, used a potion. I'm like, what the fuck? And I just immediately changed it. <laughs> yeah, I kept it like that. Um, I ended up just learning how to use that mapping um, because I am... Half the time, too lazy to change my mapping, so I just you're just you're brilliant. You figured it out. I relearned. I'm just too lazy. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like seeing Zach and the like how they did it. Um, of course, my favorite boy returned, and I was so happy, so sad he got so little time. <laughs> <laughs> um. But overall, I actually really did enjoy the game. I didn't put it down much until, like, I had to go on a Christmas break where I had to go away for a little bit and then pick it back up. But it was easy to come back to. It was quite easy to follow along with. Um, but, yeah, the music, kind of off. <laughs> and some of the animation, which we'll probably talk about, I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> the animation was so... Can I swear? Yeah, yeah okay. of course. Okay. Please, please swear. <laughs> Sorry, Australian. So we swear a lot, and not everyone likes it. It was Floor is yours. Cool. So the animation, 
so fucking janky until like the final <laughs> two fucking chapters and then it writes itself a little bit um but i found the animation so fucking janky it was so odd to watch and half the time it would be so cringy to watch that it would be like i don't really want to watch this but i can't skip yeah. the story <laughs> but yeah um just to keep it short and sweet overall it's a good game from what i found I like the story. I didn't like the animation, but I love that my boy returned, and that's all that mattered to me. Oh, this review is going to be fucking fantastic! Oh my god, this might be three hours at this rate. Oh god, no! I I'll walk off. All right. Um, I'll start by saying this: I'm obviously a little biased because I have an infatuation with this series and these characters and all that. I will start with a negative, though. I did. I. Like it's looking back on it now, and Ozzy, you kind of touched off the animation. And when you were talking about the animations, I'm like, yeah, you know, the best way to put it is I really don't like how 2007 PSP they kept this 2022 game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just see it in the animation and dialogue. Like they just didn't change a thing, which I get it. Like Zach's alive now in remake, and his story and how that is possible is very important to and i'm sure is going to play a factor into rebirth and future installments like how's this guy alive this is what was supposed to happen but like god damn like they some of the stuff they kept the same was just tough to watch and tough to listen to at points so much so that they completely forgot to um switch out caleb pierce's dialogue at one point and just rick gomez just makes a cameo in chapter <laughs> 10 with his and he says a line and i'm like god oh god they really didn't try there but yeah, you guys touched on a lot of things I like. Uh, I'm obviously a little higher score because I, I just love the combat. Like I loved it so much in this game. It was fun to play. I've gone back and done missions just to play the combat again. There, That said, I'm only like 44% done with all the missions, and I'll never get 100%. Fuck no. But, Fuck that. There's so yeah, that, many. That's a lot. <laughs> that, that is a lot. It so but, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys teed up and touched on a lot of things that we'll get into, so I won't harp on it too long, but I, hypothetically speaking, all the points I subtract come from characters and dialogue and music and animations and how 15 and how they kept a 15 year old game so like old in the modern day when they've had so much time to work on it. Like Caleb Pierce said today, the voices act that he did lines for like a year. They had a year to kind of like upscale this stuff. So and they kept it a lot of it the same that said i think it's a really fun game if you have interest in seven and seven remake and what's going on definitely play it definitely pick it up it's only fifty dollars probably gonna be cheaper by the time you get it so i would like yeah to i would that. def- that's 50 american dollars it's about 80 how much australia. is it in australia how many oh about 80 to 90. 80 god killer yeah let's go let's turn up <laughs> Well, we have All a different right. exchange rate. Uh, I don't have the price on it anymore. But yeah, it's about 80 or 90, maybe closer down to 70 with sales, if you know what I mean. So, like, what would, so what would, like, um, so what's Zelda going to cost when that comes out? It's 60 in America. <laughs> Same with uh, oh, Jedi. Baby. Jedi Fallen, uh, Jedi Survivor is about Survivor. 100. About oh, don't act like oh, don't act don't act like that's a hassle. I know you already paid that price. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I say you 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 went under the bed mattress and pulled out 110 like it was nothing. It was like take it, EA. What can I say? I love it. 
Um, but I, yeah, I don't blame you. But yeah, usually I do not the prices blame you here either. are at least twenty to thirty dollars higher just because God. our exchange rate and yeah, what can I say? Government, switch am it, I right? The switch it up cultural exchange. Thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah, uh, uh, this this has been federal <laughs> government hour with the switch it up podcast. Thank you for thank now onto why in, but... we don't have GST. <laughs> nah, we do, uh... but it's already added, so it's already part of the price. So you don't have to calculate that. Okay. Oh, well, um, weird. <laughs> listen, it's listen. She's in the future, so like we already have a look of what. So, listen, at this point tomorrow, Ozzy. Do things Tyler, get better, Ozzy? Yeah. Please so say it's yes. 12, it's twelve. It's twelve forty there in Australia right now. At this point tomorrow, Tyler is going to be leading our second D and D campaign, our second session. Oh yes. So hopefully my character's not dead at this point. Something went horribly wrong if that's the case, but. That kids is called foreshadowing. Oh, that is called you foreshadowing. Haven't met up with a lich yet? Hmm. Or you know, no, we only session two lich. That what a great idea. We're going. We're going for the passive. We're going for the pacifist run. No combat whatsoever. Yeah, Zero. you could do a gelatinous cube. That's totally session two sort of stuff. I told oh, wait, Tyler. A, I told, oh, that's a fucking great idea. <laughs> I, told, I, I told Tyler on um, Thursday when I was student teaching. We were doing sit ups and. A fucking D20 falls out of a student's pocket while doing sit-ups. I was like, this is awesome. But And it landed on like a seven, right? It landed on like a seven. Like, you want to re-roll that? <laughs> like, you, just, you might want to try again. Your character is definitely getting hit. But That, that girl was expecting combat at school that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The battle music played in her head. The, <laughs> the Pokemon little pixelations came in. But okay. Amazing. Uh, Got to get back on track here. Ooh, our first we, um, off track of the episode. Welcome, welcome to the show, Ozzy. You're 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 fitting right in. Breaking, breaking, Ozzy's having a good time. Breaking the rust off. We're all we're all breaking the rust off here. Let's say we um. Speaking of music, let's throw in one of the few good tracks uh, about this time, and then we will set up the story with prologue and chapter one talk. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys say about that? Let's dive into this narrative masterpiece. You guys ready? Let's do it. Hell yeah. try to keep see this is dangerous territory because now we're at the part that usually takes up the bulk of the three-hour reviews that we do because we just say everything that happens about like in the plot i I don't think it's gonna well so the so we talked about three hopes but like naturally we can talk about that forever so we stretched that out a ton and xenoblade's like a 70-hour game this is only like 15 20 hours so maybe we can get done in two i'll put a two and a half maybe I think so. Here's my prediction because <laughs> you're oh, right, God. less things happen, but I feel like we are going to have some very heated discussions on certain moments that happen. So that's where I think the bulk of the time will be. But you're right, I don't think you guys are in for a three hour uh, slog today. But famous last words, famous last I was about to say, let's find out, Colby. I think it's only fair that you start that you, you kick off this this plot summary. All right, so you break the seal on your PS5, Xbox One, Xbox, <laughs> Xbox Series X, PS4, Nintendo Switch copy. 
and you put this baby in and you see the title screen. You see the OG box art for the record, which I think I like the OG box art better. I don't know. That's just me. Like, I think that's badass. But Oh, it's so cool. I love it. I, I, I love seeing I love seeing um Ozzy's favorite boy, Zach and Sephiroth, all of her favorite boys on one screen on one cover. I'm like, God, she's loving mm. this right now. But I also love just like half the face with the sword and the wings. That's badass too. Anyway, we're, this is gonna be three hours. Fine. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Come and get it. Hand out to the city of Midgar, and we are immediately shown uh, a chopper, as Arnold would say, and soldier second class Zach, an up and coming warrior under the mentorship of Angel Hewley, a first class soldier. Zack enters a simulated mission and single-handedly defeats waves of Wutai troops disguised as Shinder troops, including a behemoth in Sector 1. This is, this is the prologue here. We'll let you know when uh, Chapter 1 hits. However, Sephiroth appears, and Zack doesn't know this is a simulation. Uh, we know this is a simulation at this point. Sephiroth appears and easily bests Zack, and that's kind of like playing on, oh, hey, Sephiroth, that's the bad guy from the 1997 game. Uh, so <laughs> why, is he, why is he kicking our protagonist's ass this early? Uh, beats him up so bad that it causes Angeal to intervene and end the simulated training. A slightly discouraged Zack is then told <laughs> for the first time of many by oh our our knight in shining armor, Angeal, to embrace your dreams. If you want to be a hero, you need to have dreams and honor. Planting the seeds for our character here of Angeal, who just gets a hard on for dreams and honor. Uh, so no. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Not him. I am in. Alright, I guess it has yeah. to be done. It has to Continue, be done, please. Okay. Chapter one. Uh sometime later Zach is repping uh, am wrapping squats in the lobby when um a soldier <laughs> Just, just right in the middle of the fucking lobby. <laughs> he's just ripping him out, just banging yeah. him out, dude. Like, God, God damn his just, quads. Just, his quads are enormous. Top, top tier athlete. Uh, Zach okay. is called in by um, Director Lazard to go on a mission to Wu Tai surrounding Soldier First Class Genesis, who has deser- who is explained that he has deserted Shinra and has taken second and thirds with him. I don't think. Lazard says that. I think the soldier who comes and gets Zach says that, but yeah, regardless. Kunsel. Oh, yeah, My yeah, boy yeah. Kunsel. The boy who explains, like, check the pods before you leave, and this is where you go to do missions, and don't only answer texts from women. Like, that. that's all. That's, all, that's Kunsel's job. <laughs> so, the the objective is to go to invade Fort Tamlin and end the Wutai War. So, this war that's talked about in OG7, uh, we kind of get to see a little bit of it here. I personally kind of wish we got to see see more of the Wutai conflict in this game because I think focusing more on that and taking away from less of the bullshit that happens later would have been <laughs> maybe could have cleaned up the story a little bit but our, uh, regardless Zach, uh, Angeal mentions Zach and recommends him for first class which is Zach, this, he has this big goal of becoming a hero and being a first class soldier and basically reaching the status of Sephiroth who is at this point already just revered for his for his sit for his, you know, just his bravery and being a basically just a badass. Uh, if you guys have anything to say, you can feel free to cut me off whenever. But upon arriving in Wu Tai, our knight in shining armor, Angeal, um, gives one of his many just absolute bullshit spiels. So 
We're about to enter this battle. We're going to end the war with Wu Tai, and Angeal asks about dumb apples. Just when you you, I texted you. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on my way to Wu Tai Fortress. You said, oh no, <laughs> you're about to hear it. I'm like, hear That's... what? And then I and then Angel's like, you know what a dumb apple is? I'm like, oh okay. Here oh, we dude, go. I I, I texted you, oh no, many times when you were letting me know where you were. God. We, I'm sorry, Angel's just the fucking worst. Angel just needs to learn worst. when to talk, because Dumb Apples was not the point to talk about at that area. Like, dude, you're in the middle of a war? Yeah, let's just, talk about apples. Just murdering these soldiers. He's like, wiping the blah off a sword. Do you ever hear Dumb Apples, kid? But, yeah, just... Yeah. I, I mean, we're. I, I, to be fair, the game wastes no time in letting you know, and like getting you. Awful. <laughs> yeah, and like letting you know this. Specifically, Angeal just fucking sucks. It's just such a bad character. Uh, yeah, they really dropped the ball. But it's, there. it's all. It really is almost funny. Like, I can't even be that mad. No, it's mad. funny looking back on it. I 100% agree. Like, I, when you watch stuff now, you can't help but laugh. It's just so bad. Anyway, continue. Tell, tell the people what the fuck he says. So, Angeal, Zach, of course, is like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? And first of all, I love how Zach is like, Zach is like the player in these cases where the the characters are talking like anime robots. And Zach is like the only human with feelings. And he's basically saying what we're saying. Like, what are you talking about? We're about to go invade a fort and single-handedly slaughter, like, regimes of troops. Like, in front of children that will come to learn. So... Um, oh. And Gio then explains yeah. that every story is worth hearing, which is not true. But that does explain that Genesis and Angel are lifelong friends, so you kind of get the, again, the seeds are planted for what's to come in that department. Gives Genesis some backstory. Genesis was basically the rich white kid around town, and Angel was the poor kid from the streets. And But they were friends, so he never stole from that tree. And that, kid's is the moral of the story. Never steal from your friends. But it's fine to um, steal event- everywhere else. <laughs> exactly. The two mm-hmm. eventually yeah, steal other people's stuff, but not your friends. So don't steal from the rich. Thanks, Angel. Don't, yeah, don't steal from the yeah, don't steal from the rich. Be the opposite of Robin Hood. There we go. So we reach um we reach some summit and Angel pulls out which is the Buster Sword. Angel is the wielder of the Buster Sword at, at this point. He pulls out the Buster Sword and like prays over it. And Zach is like, "Can you like please use that? Like it's a massive blade that could." So yeah, Angeal carries two swords and never uses the one. That's the other dumb thing about him. He carries this like thirty pound <laughs> sword on his back and never uses it. Yeah, when when they say wield, it's wield with quotation marks because he only ever keeps it on his back or when he only ever pray- prays with it. It's uh, it's a sword. It's made to be used, or else it will rust. Bitch. Uh, yeah, and he's like, he's like, use brings about wear, tear, and rust, and this is why I can't use it. And Zach's like, dude, shut up, like, use the sword. Like, it's... <laughs> Zach's like, whatever, man. Yeah, exactly. So they split up. Um, Zach gets to indulge himself, as the game says, as an anime backflip, uh, just blitzes through the four entrance, and this is kind of like the first time where you do gameplay. You basically, there's waves of troops in the top left corner. There's like 13 waves. If you take out all the waves, like. It, stuff happens with the story like dialogue wise but uh, after defeating most or again optionally all of the enemies uh zach uh, we mentioned slaughtering troops in front of children the child is a nine-year-old yuffie who in quotes bests 
Zach. I thought that was a great moment when Zach lets Yuffie kind of kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very good. That, that was very, very well done. And Yuffie saves Wu Tai, and that's how the game ends. The credits roll, and that's the end. So let's get into combat now. Um, yeah, no. She, <laughs> Yuffie, story. That interaction was so bizarre. It was, I was like, yeah, I'm, it was funny, though. Like, I mean, it. <laughs> like in lore, those corpses that we just made have to be everywhere. Yes. And Yuffie just doesn't like. I do not see. I do not care. Run up to this man, pretend to punch him, and then leave. To be fair, Yuffie's grown up in this war, so to her, yeah, she's used to seeing these. And, I, I guess. And she thought she but could I... best Zach, and Zach, clearly knowing what's best, just drops down. Zach's he a knows sweetie. He's gonna waste time too. He doesn't want to hurt a kid. Zach yeah. just to drop. He... Yeah, I that that kind of felt like a, a like the throwing a bone. Like, oh hey, here's a character. Here's a character you know. Here's mm-hmm. Yuffie. Yeah. Here's five seconds of Yuffie, and then she's gonna anime Naruto run into a fort full of her dead brethren. <laughs> yeah. So, just just wild. But so Yuffie runs off. That's the la- uh, That's actually not the last receiver. We can get into that too. Um. Zack then enters the heart of the fortress, and there are two anti-soldier monsters, which I forget the name of the monsters, but... Oh, yeah, they're like important. the Oni. They're, just... they're like the Oni, like the demons. Yeah, they're just giant demons, basically, that kind of look like um, Ganondorf a little bit. Like, kind of draw a parallel there, like a little bit. Just this giant pig, essentially, it looks just, like. with just big, fat dudes with swords, mm. yeah. Correct. Yes, exactly. So, Zack defeats them until he doesn't. Uh, the, until the cutscene kicks his ass. Yeah, he, so, he defeats two, and he's like, and that's all of them. And then a third just apparates out of nowhere and just slaps him into a pillar. It's like, oh, thanks, game. Yeah, Zach does get absolutely rocked into a post and probably suffers a grade two concussion immediately. But Zach's, like, about to get finished off, and then Angeal descends from heaven, funny enough with his name, and cuts the monster in half with the buster sword, which, thank you, I guess, for doing that. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Thank you for um, actually using but, a weapon. Yeah, thank you for using the sword that could pro- we pro- we could have got we could have gotten here a lot quicker if you just used that thing. But Angel then says that Zach's life is a little more important than the sword, kind of giving Angel a nice little haha moment there. He helps up Zach, and that, that's his best off. line. Like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, no, that's, that's the peak. That, yeah, that is Angel's that, peak that is, for sure. That is Angel's peak line. Don't expect oh, anything no, more. I'm, I'm sorry. That. No, well, it I'll just goes down no, I'll mention it. Angel peaks one more time, and Tyler knows what I'm talking about. There's one more bar that he drops, and it's just mm-hmm. incredible. But okay, a director Lazar, who said he would appear on site because this is the end of the war. He congratulates you two on the effort, and again, depending on if you eliminated all the troops or not, director Lazar will either like say keep it up, Zach, or be like holy shit, we need to promote you immediately, and you kind of get like an item. But then here comes the here comes the mysterious part of the game. Uh, you are ambushed by what you are believed to be Wu-Tai remnants, but they don't look like Wu-Tai soldiers. Angel takes care of them and tasks Zack with bringing Director Lazar to safety. He runs like 30 feet forward, drops off Director Lazar to these infantrymen who just have no chance of protecting him. And then Zack runs 30 feet back straight into a summon, which was called out by Genesis, but we didn't know that yet. And Ifrit appears, and we have to fight Ifrit, and it kind of gives like the like, this is the um, summons, you beat the summon, you get it on the DMW, you also have the ability power, take their power from 100 to 0 to mitigate damage, stuff like that. Um, Zack beats Ifrit, 
until he doesn't. And in which he um he's laying face down on the floor. Zach turns around for one second and Ifrit stands up and then like I feel bad for Ifrit at this point, just immediately gets fucked up by Sephiroth. Like to good grief. Mm-hmm. Sephiroth just basically draw slashes him in half. And that's Sephiroth's appearance, which Zach says like holy, which nice little tie to the holy materia right there. Or he's just about to say holy and then cuss, which I'm good with either. Of course. And we find out the Wu-Tai remnants are actually Genesis copies, and they are copies of a Japanese pop star, which we'll also get into. And Sephiroth deduces that Angeal has also deserted Shinra and left with Genesis, to which Zack's kind of like, no way, because Zack is this like naive 17-year-old kid. Sephiroth's kind of seen some stuff, so Sephiroth's kind of cool, cool guy. Zack's kind of a little bit of a hothead, so Zack immediately dismisses the idea, and you return to Shinra HQ. And that is chapter one. So that's kind of the background of what's to come. Not really, because what's to come gets a lot crazier and a lot weirder. But yeah. uh, you get some bits and pieces there. Uh, what do we, Ozzy, I'll start with you. Um, prologue in chapter one. I know that we've all had kind of experience with this game before playing it. None of us really played this blind. Tyler, you probably played it blind the most. But uh, what do we think of the prologue in chapter one? Do you think it does a good job of setting up of what's to come? They really didn't spend enough time with, like, maybe introducing Genesis and Angeal enough. Because if you, if you don't know who these guys are, and you're thrown in, Angeal gets very little other than honor, and here's a sword I refuse to fucking use, and that's it. <laughs> and then there's Genesis, which you only get offhandedly, oh yeah, he's, like, fucked off. And it's like, well, how am I meant to care about that? And Jill, stop mentioning this guy, I don't give a shit. We're here to end a war. Which, the war itself was really short, and it felt like it had barely any weight to it. So, it, it's a good setup to be like, here's Zack as a second class, and this is like, a, pretty much a lead up to how he gets first class, and how the rest of the story goes. So it's a good jump, but it's feels like it had no real weight and it was glossing over so fucking much. And yeah, Angel is just there. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He's just, yeah, he's he's just, just a dude that looks like Zack. Yeah, he's just a dude that looks like Zack and has the sword everyone loves but refuses to freaking use it or hand it over. Tyler, I think the I think the moment you were talking about, like you were like, Angel, please fucking die so I can have your sword. Already. I think that was a direct quote. Yeah, it was. You're like, dude, please die so I can have that. If you're not going to use it, I will. Just, I I didn't have too much problem with the scenario. I liked the lore because I read all like the emails because it seemed like the Wu Tai War, like they like Shinra was fighting this on like multiple fronts. And, you know, Zack and Angeal were just like, okay, you guys go to this forum and wipe it out because two soldiers is worth is worth an entire fortress of enemies, which I think is kind of an that's interesting cool implied. Like, that's a good setup for, like, holy shit. They just sent two guys to this fort, and then they did it. Like, they not even, it wasn't even hard. Like, they just destroyed it. So I think that builds up soldier pretty well. Uh, a lot of this you have to like sort of think outside the box because the game is not great at like showing you it overtly. 
but it's sort of like going back and thinking on it that it sort of makes it a little better. Just here, just anytime Angeal talks is bad in this chapter. Like, I, I don't get what he lectures Zach about because, like, he's like, you have to have dreams. And it's like, he obviously does. Like, why Dude, are he's you... he's told you nine times he wants to be a hero. Like, honor, maybe. Yeah, honor, sure. But he doesn't really do much to instill that in him besides say you need to have honor. And it's like, dude, like, maybe practice what you preach, okay? The game like, does get... not do a good job of setting up Angeal as Zach's actual mentor. No, he's like, just a just square-headed, boring-ass... Dude who talks gibberish and nonsense. He's just, yeah, which, he's is, up. which I guess is fitting to, uh, you know, who he's friends with. That trio, what a what a fucking fucked up trio. What a, what a, what a rodeo but that trio is. Zach, I mean, yeah, I, we all love Zach. We all do, but we have to acknowledge that his dialogue is still also bad. In this game, it's better. It's the best out of the game, but it's still not good. It, it's still stilted, and also like yes, I didn't mention it, but also Zach feeding something in combat and then suddenly not in like a cutscene. That's so fucking consistent, and it's kind of annoying because it's like, no, I can beat this fucking thing. I beat two just then. No, he, he's just gonna yeah. get body slammed because the plot says so. Yeah, exactly. I chapters one through five are just they feel like they were written by a completely different team than six through ten. And to be more specific, like seven through ten, because like the end of this game, I think is really good. And just yeah, the, the later chapters of this game, super great. But like really, getting really there is getting there is like, oh, my God, like we really got to do this. But yeah, getting there, like the scenarios and the dialogue are sort of like, come on, man, what is going on at the end of the dialogue? gets a little better. It's like, dude, it's let's just get like, to Nibelheim. Like, that's basically the story. It's like, just get to Nibelheim, and then take it from there. Just place it like, to Nibelheim, it's fine. That's all yeah. I Koj- Kojima was like, dude, I do not care what you write. Let's, let's just get to Nibelheim. Like, just put whatever you got. Sure, yeah, but, name this know. guy after an angel. Like, I don't care. But, yeah. yeah. Zach has some... It, the symbolism is all over the place. Like, it's... Yeah. It, it, and so, a lot of it just doesn't really click or like landard a lot of the time but zach it's like even though zach's dialogue like it's the most human sounding but still does not sound natural at all at some points but just his mannerisms and uh just his the energy that caleb pierce brings to the role that sort of picks up where the dialogue lacks and makes him an endearing like i was indeed i was curious about zach uh even though he was such a weird fucking kid uh in that first mission uh, I was I was intrigued. I was interested to see, and you know we are playing on the side of the bad guys. You know, yeah. if, like this is like Shinra. If you know anything about Final Fantasy VII, like you know there are bad guys. So, this I think this chapter sets up like the intricacies, like how Shinra begins to gain power, and how the sh- it's like Shinra begins to gain power, and the soldier program begins to take bear off. the weight, like bear the weight of the consequences of this so correct i i think the scenario like the setup is okay but obviously we have talked to death about the many reasons that it's not the best yeah and we'll continue to talk to death i'm sure but 
yeah, I would highly just quick side note. I would highly recommend that Caleb Pierce interview to anybody. It's on the KupoCon YouTube channel. It's like 25 minutes long. I've been waiting to hear from him because he's like the only person I hadn't heard from. And obviously Zach's a great character, so I wanted to get his take on it. But would highly recommend because he talks about the Carcass Core process and it's quite fascinating to be honest. But to oh, kind of get into sports, actually, go uh, before it, go I for forget, it, go for uh, to, to Aussie's point about uh, not setting up Genesis a whole lot, I didn't mind that too much because because like the only time we see Genesis in these early chapters is like on the Wanted poster, like the Hollow Wanted poster thing in the Shinra, head, Shinra headquarters, and it kind of made the. Because obviously we saw the clones, you know, uh, yeah, we saw his cool. face. But like when you see, I think it made the moment where you saw like the real thing, uh, you know, at that moment, that was sort of like, oh, shit. It, it was a bit more impactful, at least to me. Uh, but I think just I think what you I sort of get what you mean, like what Genesis is, isn't made like really clear at all. Certainly not his relationship with Angeal because Angeal just tells the fucking Apple story and expects us to be like, oh, they're friends. So yeah, exactly. But yeah, anyway, that that was the last thing. Go go for it, Colby. So to kind of piggyback off a point you made earlier about the voice, the voice is getting better. So now we're in spoiler territory. We're gonna go through two through ten, kind of hit the main points again, kind of get through the two through five parts as quick as we can, and then get to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Older Zach sounds a lot better than younger Zach. Yes. Yes. Not even close. So very much. We will get into that. So chapter two. We go to Benora Village with uh, the Turk song. Song I think it's pronounced. Yeah, it's yeah, sung. Sung. So to investigate Janice's disappearance because both Angeal and Genesis are from the village of Benora. Kind of explains what the Turks do. How they're you know there's intelligent intelligence agency uh, for like that is like kind of like the dirty work and that's that's alluded to a lot more in remake. Like the Turks are they don't do. Their job's not fun at all. But yeah. you get to Benora, you investigate these graves, and you find the graves of Genesis's foster parents, which are very fresh. And the only person you can find in Benora is um, Gillian? Gillian, who is Angeal's mother. And you talk to her. <laughs> this is the part where she calls Zach the puppy because Angeal's mentioned Zach around her. And this is also the part where the upbeat music's playing as she's talking about her dead husband. Because the bus the bus store got left in the house, and Jill yeah. didn't take it with him for some reason that is not explained at all. But we know Angel's there because the sword's there. And at the town, uh, Sung finds a factory. Zach goes to investigate the factory, and this is Tyler to the point where we meet actually meet Genesis for the first time. And he's been using this factory as a base of operations to clone himself, which Just is the, also the the emptiest factory I've ever seen. Ever. Like, there's nothing in there. There's nothing. Like, there's no. a single. There's like a single pod that holds a clone. It's like, how have you been making all of these? In I, this? He, he's been. He had to have been there for seven years, just making all those copies. Yeah. And like, I don't know how he did it. But uh, right away, Genesis starts quoting the poem "Loveless," which will be oh my. right away, dude. He loves this shit. Eats it up. So "Loveless" is this poem that's in. It's in original seven, like that first shot with Aerith. You, when you zoom out, you see the poster for it on the side. And it's in remake too, and it's kind of referenced to me. But Loveless is like this poem about these like three heroes, and one of them goes to find the gift of the goddess. Which God Genesis cannot get enough of that shit. He loves the gift of the goddess, and he's just obsessed with this poem. And it's I I don't get it. Like it's, we'll talk about it, but it's just weird. 
it's really weird. And like the worst part is everyone like takes him seriously. That's kind of like the point where you, I, you lose me with that character. But yeah, so Shinra obviously doesn't want people finding out that their ex-soldier is making copies of himself to start a war, uh, the Genesis War, as it would come to be called. And in, and to do that, Shinra is going to blow Benora to smithereens with all kinds of gunpowder and missiles and just bad stuff. And Zack goes to tell Gillian, who is for some reason the only person in this village, to evacuate. And you go back and you find her dead uh, in the house. Don't know how, no explanation, but you also find Angeal holding the buster sword. And as the part where Zack goes like, what the hell did you do, Angeal? And is like, <laughs> starts, like, and he, like throws him, he's like, yeah, Zack's just giving it to him. And then um, Angeal like walks out of the house, and then Zach goes to chase after him. And, like Genesis trips him, and that was kind of funny because Genesis is still quoting Loveless, and Zach's telling the shove, and I'm like, "Yes, like, exactly what I'm saying to my TV. Like, please stop talking." Yep. And then you see the Black Wing, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, that Sephiroth has that. Why does this dude have it as well?" And I guess like when they found out how cool Sephiroth having the wing was, they decided to give every soldier one. So that's kind of where Genesis gets the wing, and his looks really funky. I don't love the design of it at all. But yeah, it's a little strange. It's like a two-pronged. It like, yeah, Genesis then summons Bahamut because why not? And that gives him enough time to literally fly away. And where Genesis goes in all of this, um, I I don't know. He just somehow, I guess he just walked away. It's like I'm out of here. And he survived the bombing of Benora and Zack and Sung evacuate and it's this cool shot of just the entire village is on fire. There's a dumb apple on fire which I, I loved that. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And that's kind of chapter two. So again, the story's not too in-depth, not too long, but you know, you kind of just get the points here. So Genesis is introduced in chapter two. He's got this cool wing. He is making copies of himself in this factory. He's essentially waging a war on Shinra and trying to I don't know what he's after, really. They do a poor job explaining that, too. He's after the gift of the goddess and, like, this poem, but you you don't really believe him at first. Yeah. Because, you're like, that's a crazy motivation. Like, you don't really believe him. Like, why would Angel listen to this guy? Yeah, it's... It's strange. Go go for it, Ozzy. You are going to say I something. Just, I was just going to say, Genesis' whole personality is based around this one play. And... He saw my, it once and was like, I'm hooked. Yeah, he yeah. saw it or read it once because apparently he has a copy. And that's his entire personality. And I think it's because, one, the writers didn't have enough time to really actually make him a character. And two, he's, yeah, he kind of just starts quoting it at you as, like, I think it's meant to be symbolism of, here's the three heroes. But wait, they're actually not the heroes we're talking about. <laughs> we're leading No, up. not even close. No. Yeah. We, we we are miss. There's it's, a character missing from all of this. This is this play that Jess is trying to reenact. So yeah, it, it's it's all strange to begin. But all right, yeah, chapter I didn't, three. I didn't, uh, sorry, I didn't mind. Guys. Yeah, no, sorry, it's okay. Because leading up to this game, because you had gotten a bit further, you were tweeting about how much you hated Genesis <laughs> like daily, frequently, uh, and I was like, what is going on? Uh, I don't. I don't think I ended up hating Genesis as much as like you did. Like I, I didn't mind him as much as I thought I would. Like reading your tweets, 
Because, like, sure, he's annoying, but I think Angeal is, uh, like, ten times worse than he is. I think Angeal yeah, is the real yeah. story. I think I've done a heel turn on that a little bit. Like, Angeal is definitely the biggest loser of this game from a character standpoint, I think. Like, he's awful. Yeah, but, like, like Genesis... is good. Neither is Genesis, but... I mean, you know, Shin, you know the, the Shinra Labugs followed up by an immediate f- fire. Like, that was cool. Uh, yeah, that was him, cool. Him spouting poetics at you is... I don't know. It doesn't. It didn't. Really, it's more like I expected it, because like that's that's standard villain fare. You know, it's like the whole higher and high and mighty, my holier than thou type. You know, I think it is kind of a little silly that they take him so seriously, but you know, I I, I didn't mind him too much. It, it made me want to kill him. So I mean, that's what good villains want to <laughs> yeah, do, yeah, right? Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished in that regard. Like, I, I wanted to uh, kill Angeal more because holy shit, he was just horrible. Especially now, because, like, did Angeal kill his mom? Was like, did he do that? If he did, no, it wasn't um, with the Buster. No, she, he, he did not oh, kill God, her. Oh, God, if it was with the Buster, there'd be nothing left. Nah, he, he didn't kill her. That's, that's revealed later. You're led to believe he did, but he, he actually... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Was that revealed? Shit, I'm already... See, I'm already forgetting stuff. You're led but... to believe he did, because you're like, why is this dude standing over his dead mother with a eight-foot sword in his hand? But you, you, we yeah. find out he didn't later. But... Okay. And now we're on chapter three. Um, Zach has promoted the first class. <laughs> he's done such a good job. He's he, done uh, he, a great job. He's great done a great job. job. He, he, lost, he lost a soldier first class. He watched an entire town get nuked. And Lazard said, dude, like, you're doing amazing. Like, promotion. You're up. Yeah. You're up, kid. Well, they you're have up, to kid. have Here more than one first class, so. You're... Yeah, I yeah. guess he had to get, <laughs> he he had to get there eventually. Had to get there were four time. first classes. Now there are three. There or are sorry, three. two. Now there are two. Yeah, we lost. We lost two of them. We got to promote at least somebody. Like Zach, you're up. Uh, this chapter, um, Genesis's army has mobilized. The one clone pod has been working overtime, and he has <laughs> enough to overthrow Shinra HQ. Which um, he launches an attack, and this is when you meet. I should mention this. Song goes into the DMW, and we meet another character here that goes into the DMW, Cisne, who, a great character that probably didn't get enough screen time, honestly, because she's fantastic. Reno and Rude make a quick cameo here, which Tyler liked, because he, he loved Reno and Rude. Uh, they're, they're really cool. Yeah, I, 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 I like them in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Reno, they're, they're awful. Yeah, Reno's yeah. great. But, um... You're you're going to Mako Reactor Five because Sephiroth has summoned you, and when Sephiroth says to do something, you, you do it. And you go to Mako Reactor Five, and this is when the this is where all the budget went to this one cutscene of oh, Sephiroth yeah. fighting Angeal and Genesis, which admittedly was really cool. But uh, again, just goes to show that like yeah, these guys are all first class soldiers, but they just got no chance against this dude. Like Sephiroth, just not even sweating. Like it doesn't even try, and thoroughly beats them but this is also when um genesis gets the wound and it's not healing and that kind of introduces the soldier degradation process which also mm-hmm. comes into play this chapter and future in this in the story but this is also where you find the um angeal angeal monsters and now you're like what is going on <sighs> yeah so we have we have Genesis copies and monsters with Angel's literal face on them, and Angel like got this is a fun. 
Uh, yeah, like, yeah, and Gio's like, dude, I gotta step my game up. Just, and Gio's square ass head just on these fucking monsters. I'm just like, what yeah. is going on? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, just weird stuff is going on, but Sephiroth and Zack make way for Hollander's lab, which I guess is in Mako Reactor oh 5. God, like, <laughs> fucking Hollander, too, dude. Oh, yeah, we get to meet Hollander here, so. <sighs> Fuck that Hollander, guy. <laughs> Hollander is basically this like rent a rent a scientist who is <laughs> working with is like working with Genesis because he like promised he could like heal his degradation and Hollander wanted the promotion but Hojo got it which Shinra just has horrible people lined up for the scientist job like good grief just horrible. Yeah. Hollander's a great outfit. He's wearing a lab coat with an orange t-shirt, cargo shorts, and sandals like king. <laughs> You wonder why you Absolutely. didn't get a job. Like, uh, dude, yes. I'm saying. I, I just want to say, and like, they were like, I don't care what you do. Just get us to Nibelheim. Like, do anything. Yeah, seriously. Like, yeah. Just do whatever you want. Give this dude sandals. And he's going to have a lab and a reactor and be able to outrun a first-class soldier in these sandals. Which Multiple times. Over multiple times. I was so mad. I was actually feeling It made at no that. sense. It made no sense. But you get to the lab, and... Genesis and Sephiroth kind of square off, and Genesis is talking about Loveless, and he's like, if we were to reenact this play, would I play the hero or you? And Sephiroth's like, dude, please, please take the lead. I do not want this shit. Yeah. Sephiroth's actually portrayed as a pretty cool guy. Like, mm. he, I like his portrayal so far, and obviously we know mm-hmm. what happens to him, but I like good guy Sephiroth, and he has more good moments later on in this story. But they talk about Project G, and... The wound wouldn't heal for Genesis' degradation. That kind of starts it, and that's why he joins forces with Hollander, as I went through already. Um, because he can, he he claims he can he, he claims he can help him, but Hollander actually has a vendetta against Shinra because Hojo got the job that he wanted. So Sephiroth and Genesis face off to no avail because neither of them die. I'm not even sure if they fight. Sephir- like Genesis points his sword at him with the wing, and Sephiroth's like, "Dude, we we know what happens," and I think they just both leave, but. Zack is chasing Hollander, and Hollander is booking it in these Jesus sandals, just absolutely tearing Zack to shreds. And we finally catch him, and Angeal shows up, and he delivers the. Uh, he, he, Angeal reveals himself to be working for Hollander, and he's after world domination. Which? Oh who, my God, that fucking line, dude. Who amongst us is not after world domination? Like, let's be honest here. I'm starting to see Angel. I mean, that's not even funny, man. Like, come on. (laughs) How about about revenge, then? Working for Hollander now? What is it you're after? World domination. That's not even funny, man. How about revenge? For what? Like, I was was laughing. I was genuinely cackling. It's so awful. It's it so bad. bad. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? A monster's goal is usually world domination or revenge, Tyler. Yeah, he like Don't he thinks notice? he's a monster. Like he thinks he's a monster. He pulls out the two like like the they're both on the same side of his body, but it's like two white wings. It's like, oh hey, his, his name is Angeal. Look at that. <laughs> but he's super uh, unbalanced, hence why only one side. Yeah, and then he's like well, Zach refuses to fight him, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He like uppercuts Zach in the rib cage, which that had to shatter at least seven ribs. And yeah. He's like, "Defend yourself," and Zach's just like, "Dude, suck it! Like, you're awful. I'm not gonna fight you." And then he like 
I don't know what he does. He like punches the floor and somehow shoots like this flare, and that's how Zach falls through the plate to his not so likely death. And that's the end of chapter three. But yeah, just more bullshit. Hollander's introduced. <laughs> um, Hollander and Genesis are working together. Angel's on their team now. We think I don't know, but three horrible fucking characters which i guess it's good that they're on the bad guy team because we're meant to hate them but like oh my no they do a great job of that you hate them all you hate them for the reasons that you should because exactly story arc went from you need to have honor to oh i'm just gonna take over the world because i'm a monster now where's the in between angel yeah this is all like an hour and a half yeah, like, come like, on, Angel. Yeah, like an hour and a half. Like, he's telling him to have dreams and honor, then an hour and a half later, he's fucking uppercutting him into the Sector 5 slums. Yeah, just he has, no like, sense. no... He has, like, no morals. He's just doing this because he thinks... That, he's like, oh, I'm a monster, therefore I must kill people and take over the world. It's like, fuck you, dude. Go against... Like, you don't have to be that, you, you fucking dickhead. Like, help us. Yeah, but dude, no. like, come on, man. But no, punch the floor. Or several thousand feet uh, onto and a live. flower bed, which picks up where chapter four is. Yeah, um, Zach has um, Zach has a just an incredible Riz game because he lands in this sixteen-year-old chick's flower bed and immediately asks her out, just king shit. But uh, this is when we get to meet Aerith, who goes into the DMW alongside Angeal, Sephiroth, Song, Cisne, and Aerith. So we have five characters in the DMW now. And if you played Seven, if you've played Seven Remake, you know what happens here. He falls through the roof, he meets Aerith, he lands in the flower bed. It's like, oh, hey, we've been here before. Really kind of, I guess, boring way to meet Aerith. Like, literally do the same thing Cloud did, but Zach actually did it first. This is a prequel. I don't know! But regardless, <laughs> we... Uh, it explains the Aerith. hole in the roof. Yeah, we meet Eric Gainsborough, and honest to God, this might be the most boring part of the game because this is the Sector Five missions where you have to chase the kid with the wallet. Oh, you have to fight yeah. the it's this part sucks. It's really bad. It's not fun at all. And like the Zach and Aerith moments are fun, but like it's you know whatever. Um, is this where this is where Zach buys Aerith the pink ribbon? So that's cool little nod to like this is where he got the ribbon from. And apparently Zach's like this really poor bastard because this kid just talks about how he has no money. He has no game. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I, I had a lot of gill at that point. I was like, I was like, dude, you, I have thirty five thousand gill. How rich are your parents? <laughs> Enough that that looks poor. Yeah, I know. He's like, dude, I have way more money than you. It's like, bro, like, I have a, I have so much. Yeah, I guess but this yeah, chapter we, was meant to, like, humble Zach, right? Because, like, he gets to see how life is in the slums and, like, yeah, under the plate. Hey, he meets Aerith and, like, kind of slows him down a little bit. And I, I don't know. I don't think this game, we, I don't think this game really sets up an Aerith-Zach romantic relationship. I didn't get that out of this. No, a lot of it's implied. Like, we, they don't show a lot of it. They just... No. But, like, it is implied, like, through the time skips a little bit, and, like, the DMW, like, like uh, secret cutscenes that you'll get sometimes. Like, it's implied that they interact more than what we see on screen, but... Yeah, and, like, the letters at the way into the game. Yeah. Sorry, Ozzy, I cut you off. What were no, you going to no, say? No, I was just saying, like, this doesn't feel like a budding romance. It's more of a budding no. friendship. Which... That's what I got out of it. Like, it was immediate, it was basically. Immediate. Yeah, and... I don't know. I it's didn't like, Aerith, do some research. Like, so you need to slow down, right? 
Because I felt Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy VII really did, like, Cloud and Aerith better, because it actually felt like, 100%. yeah, this is a person you could romance. With Zack, yeah. it's like, here's a girl that you recognize from the main game, but he's actually the one that wanted to fuck her first. Yeah, this is, this is the first love, this dude who fell out of the sky and is four years older than her. <laughs> it's like, oh god, alright, but... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I didn't get a romantic sense from this relationship at all. Uh, again, this is the this is the first time they meet each other, so you're not supposed to. But you know, they have some cute moments. But um, I I forget who calls Zach, but Zach he needs to return to the top of the plate to um. Guess what, Tyler? He's to deal with Genesis again. He's back. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. him and his cronies, or him and his cronies are back. But this time, Angel's on our side. Angel, we so we traded. So Genesis traded Angel. Back to our side. Talk about a bad friend trading his own, but like, <laughs> I, yeah, like what the fuck, man? Angel <laughs> flying Zach to the tower was laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Yeah, it. That's not even explained. Is that even like why is he here? Why did he switch sides? And then he begins to fight Genesis. Ugh. It's horrible. I don't. I don't. So, I did not understand. Angel was only there for when the convenience. True. You, you need a way to get up to the plate. He's Angel. Oh, don't worry about him no longer thinking he's not on your side. He's now on your side. But and like the fact that Zach trusts him is yeah, like, yeah. Like, dude, you should have killed him on the highway. Like, just take him out. <laughs> Cut his wing yeah, off. Like, like, do something. Yeah, that was it. Was definitely strange. And this is Neo Bahamut, right? Like Genesis yes, is like so, here, pocket dimension. Get out of here. Yeah. So for, what happens first is Sephiroth is sent to secure. Um, President Shinner, which if they just put Sephiroth on this case, this game would have been an hour long. And out True, of time. Yeah. Like, we could have avoided so much if Sephiroth was just on the case. But Zack is sent to aid, uh, I think, Hojo? I think they're going oh, to get yeah. Hojo out. Because Genesis I, and Hollander are after Hojo, and they want to take him out because he, again, took Hollander's position. And maybe he can solve the degradation. We don't know. Hojo was awesome in this scene because he's like, Loveless sucks. You're all stupid. This is <laughs> this is dumb. Like you're all terrible. Is basically what he says. And I'm like, oh my god. Like I love this guy. This guy's awesome. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I watched Loveless, seeing so help with my research, dude. That shit was awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right to Genesis's face. Genesis can't believe it. He like casts Fireaga on the window and just like flies away. He's like, shut up. You're Fuck wrong. this. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> shut up. You're wrong. And, and I'm pretty hard. sure this is also the chapter where he will thread into report you for releasing all of these like experiments if you press the button yes yeah press the button i did press the button as well (laughs) he pokes it he he didn't even sound surprised like hojo was like oh i you fucking dumbass (laughs) no zach would totally do it too oh Oh, he totally would yeah zach would be like oh he'd be like don't press the button and just press the button (laughs) it says don't press i must press the game knows the players too well we will press the button that's why hojo is do not touch the red button. Zach's like, gotcha, and presses the red button. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Genesis says to Hojo, um, a scientist, that the gift of the goddess will, will cure his degradation, to which Hojo's like, dude, you're a fucking dumbass. Go away. And <laughs> this is when Angeal and Genesis fight for no reason. And yep. Genesis casts Bahamut Fury. So Genesis has cast three summons at this point. You can only carry one. Like, that's just cheating. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how... Where did he get all these? Like, what, where did he get all these summons? 
Yeah, maybe you guys can help me with this because I don't. As like a monster hunter guy, this is sort of like uh, a little jarring to me. But like, are the monsters and like the summons like ever ex- like? I don't really get. Th- I don't really get their like. This is more of like a wider Final Fantasy question, but like more implication. Where do are monsters just like normal ass like fauna of these places? Are they created by something? And where the what? Where do these summons like? What the fuck are these things? I, I dude, I really don't know. Like in this game, I have no idea. I think because Zach's like summons aren't supposed to be used that way. It's like okay, How so do you, you know? know what it is, but like what? What does that mean? Like, what What do you mean? They are giant monsters. Something unexplained in Crisis Core? That can't be. Probably. True. Um, for Final Fantasy VII's lore, I think, for the monsters particularly, it's a mix between these are monsters born into the world and also experiments that have gotten loose. So it's mm. both of those. As for the summons, um, I think it's actually kind of... Ex- I don't know where, but I think it's something to do with like their old gods that used to exist. That's yeah. On, that sounds right. And then they became part of the live stream. The live stream, which will mm. eventually get covered. But they become yeah. part of the live stream, which the live stream puts them into materia because materia is made out of condensed live stream. Yes. And yeah. so that's, and that's how some work. <laughs> okay. There's like Shit, actual right. there's like actual kaiju monsters in Final Fantasy VII. They're just not introduced in this game. They're called weapons. Like literally, they're called. Yeah, weapons. I've I've heard about the weapons. Yeah, like the, it's it's at some point you're just gonna have to monster hunter like fight these giant kaiju's and it's gonna be awesome. But. Okay, um, thank you for thank yeah. you for the lore. I'm a junkie for that shit, so I just wanted to see if there was an actual like explanation. Thank you for that. Yeah, so I, yeah, so Genesis, I guess, flew into the live stream, took all the summons, and just flew away. Like I guess that's had, I guess it happened before the game started. Or he went. Yeah, Gen- I just. All these <laughs> like, like that has to be so frustrating. Like you're about to help your friend fight like the big bad, and he's like, "No, pocket dimension for you. Get get fight. Get the fuck out of here. You're Go going away. to the you're going to the moon to fight this dragon. See you later." <laughs> <laughs> so then we go exactly. to the moon and we then we fight the robot dragon. Oh fuck! What happens survive. after? What happens after the that? Chapter ends. Oh cool. Okay, that's why I can't. Well, because like Aerith, Aerith calls him and he's like, Aerith told me not to keep you waiting. That was kind of cool. And then the chapter ends when after you fight Bahamut Fury. But nice. All right, chapter five, guys. We're almost out of this. We're yes, out. we're so we, close. We, we get to add another character to the DMW. We get to add the other best boy to the mix. Zach is sent to the abandoned <laughs> town of Modeoheim, which is basically just like it's in the north. It's snowing. It's not fun. It's country boy territory. Sung and this other infantryman cannot keep up. But Zach, being from this is the Gungaga line. <laughs> How about you? Me, Gungaga. And he why says would they it name it that? Why would they name it? Why that? would? Because why not? <laughs> exactly. I guess. So anyway, this infantryman's is like Gungaga is like a backwater name and. Zach's like, so is Nibelheim, and it's like, who is this guy? Like, is me, Zach, a hey, song, me, and uh, and then it's revealed to be Cloud, and then Cloud is this as added to the DMW, and they are quickly just bonding over the country boy backwater lifestyle and become friends. And that is, again, if you played seven, you know what that is. But for someone who's never played seven, you're like, that's the guy on the box art of the remake. What's he doing in this outfit? That gets explained entirely. So. At Medeoheim, 
Another warehouse. Genesis is using it. That's the most empty warehouse ever. Genesis is like, oh, he, I don't know what he has for these things, but he loves abandoned warehouses. Yeah. That produce like one clone at a time. You, a really poorly executed stealth mission. <laughs> oh my god, I got it's so, so bad. bad at that. I was it's so, so bad. bad. Stealth? I only got one thing. <laughs> I got it on the first try, actually. I don't know how. I just did. I just ran around and no one saw me. <laughs> I was so fit. I was so pissed. I got I got everything eventually, but I was like, it, it's these like mini games. Like I was gonna comment about this like back in uh, when we were in Minora, cutting the but, missiles like, in half was awful too. That's a terrible. That, it was so stupid. It's like Zach, the missiles are bombing the town, but they're all coming horizontally through <laughs> this canyon straight at you. It's like, like what the can, fuck? And, and, and you can cut them in half. Only it's you like Sung. What the fuck are you talking about? Sung, are Sung's you like high? on the phone like Sung's like, dude, there's ten of them coming straight for you. Cut them in half. I'll teach you how. Hit the B button now. Yeah, there are these like mini games that are like spro- like the materia, like where you just run a lap around the fucking market and the slums to get up the materia. It's like, yeah. why did I do that? And the missile thing, and then this thing the stealth thing sucked too. Like they're they're that all completely terrible. different. Like there's no through line. They're all like they introduce like new mechanics, like fucking squatting to keep your body temperature up. It's like just p- p- Zach, you're going to Modeoheim. Put on a coat or something. You're sleeveless right now, dude. No. Can you please put on a thermal? It ruins the <laughs> uniform. <laughs> but oh, I mean, dude. it is a very Zach thing to do. I will say, like super in character for him to just go in his normal shit. We're going to Madeo High. Make sure you're prepared. I'm ready, Zach says. He's wearing a cutoff. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, yes, we we make it to the warehouse. Is Genesis here again? I'm, I'm forgetting Oh, yeah, he's now. here, baby. You know he's here. <laughs> of course. So, um, so you go into the facility, and Genesis is kind of um pissed at Hollander. Uh, shocker, the guy with mm-hmm. the sandals and the cargo shorts is a terrible scientist. Because Hollander can't stop the degradation. And they decide, hey, let's go find Genova cells. And you're just like, how do you know what that is? We don't even know what that is. That hasn't yeah. even been explained. What's a Genova? Like, <laughs> that's another thing. Like, Genesis knows all these things that he just shouldn't know. It just makes no sense. But yeah. they're like, dude, there is, no, there, there is no such thing as Genova cells. Like, no one knows where they are. And he's like, I'll go find them. And I forget how. So Hollander... Hollander like, uses Zack as a shield, then Cloud tackles Hollander, then Hollander, again, somehow breaks out, but Cloud's not really a soldier yet, so it kind of makes sense, but um, Genesis, who's, we- who's weaker, he's weaker, this fight sucked, he's um, weaker from, <laughs> weaker from uh, the degradation. It, it sucks because suck. he-, he takes away your DMW and can like cast an invincible barrier that you can't break through, and it's just the dumbest thing ever, but regardless, uh, 30 minutes pass, and you beat Genesis, Mm-hmm. And he seemingly kills himself, to which I imagine everyone playing was like, this is awesome. Like, what a moment. This is this is great. The game's about to end. I knew, like, part of me thought, like, oh, is that where it ends? But then part of me was also like, we don't see a body. And he fa- like, any character that falls into, like, you know, darkness where we, you don't see them land on anything, like, they're, they're still, fine. they're alive. They're he has oh, a, yeah, he sure. can fucking fly. Of course he's fine. Yeah, he probably yeah, as soon as Zach left the facility, he probably just flew up and was like, "Sight guys, I'm out of here," and just gone. Yeah. But you leave the facility. Um, I Cloud, Cloud, and Song are gone, and there's just just this obvious like hole in the wall to the left of you. 
<laughs> that you didn't even know was there. And Zach's looking for Sung and Cloud. So he goes into there and he ends up into this into this bathhouse where Sung and Cloud are kind of jacked up and they're like, Angeal is is waiting for you because there's the Angeal monsters and you're just like, oh my god, they're both here. Did and you listen to the fucking answering machine? No, but I, I, our friend, um, our mutual friend, um, Vooper was streaming it, and I listened to her go through all of them. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad I did not do that because like the reward is like a potion, and you don't even need it at that point in the game. Yeah, I went, I went halfway through because I was committed. I accidentally pressed B, I'm and I had to start around. all over again. Yeah, no, and I went I'm, to the chest and I got the potion. I was like, exactly. I. But like Zach would listen to twenty three meaningless voicemails <laughs> as he's trying to find the people who are killing his friends. I did, I did. I, yeah, I know you did. That. I, I, come on now, we all knew. Yes. Come on, it was it was kind of funny because it's clearly some sort of drug handling ring. Yeah. It, it clearly illegal, and it was just funny to listen to. It was mm-hmm. it was quite humorous, but yeah. Sorry, continue. Hole in the wall, bathhouse, angel monsters. Angel's here. So yeah, you pursue um, Angel, and you kind of get the the backstory of Project Gillian, which you Sephiroth thought was Project Genesis, but uh, Project Gillian. That's right. Because Genesis is deemed a failure because he's dying, but Angel is deemed a success because he can, you know, replicate himself into monsters and can and basically is just like this perfect specimen, as he calls himself. He calls himself perfect. That's how you know this character's mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. And he's the bad guy. But they were essentially trying to give him Cetra and ancient powers. I don't think Angeal has ancient powers, not like Aerith does, but he does have, he is a really strong soldier, but he didn't kill Gillian. Uh, his mom took his own life, took her own life. That's, which, yep, that's right. I remember now. And Angeal kind of is just like in this mental headspace, like suffering and doesn't want to be this thing anymore and decides to um, merge with um, his fellow fate, Angeal faced monsters and become just this absolutely grotesque thing. Zach the Scar was pretty cool. I did like how that was done. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. What I also liked is Angeal just giving Hollander the forearm shiver when he tried to get a sample of his hair. That yeah. was pretty cool too. I like that. Like knock those knock those goofy sandals out. But um, as our, as the hero in a JRPG, we defeat Angeal, and Angeal's best moment um, is right here because he's dying, which is great for the story. The story really takes <laughs> off after this. Tyler's favorite moment happens. We get the Buster Sword. He passes it down. Fucking finally, yeah. Everyone is happy except Zach. I think everybody's pumped. 
Um, Hollander, Hollander gets detained. Zach and Angela are presumed dead. And the Genesis War is just over. Like, it's done. We won, uh, presumably. Like, Hollander's captured. Angela's actually dead. Genesis might be dead. I think we're good. Like, we just everything's fine. So, naturally, they give Zach a vacation and send him off the coast of the soul. But first, he assumes the title of the heart and soul of soldier kind of encouraging recruits trainees this is where the time skip happens zach gets the longer hair he gets jacked up as tyler once texted me like this is a guy who's seen some shit like now he's a man yeah like zach yeah. zach the puppy is no more like this is zach the, the pit bull like we're, we're going in baby like this, this is zach is the real... mastiff baby that's like, it's, right it's mastiff. time to go black lab he's ready to roll but <laughs> um conveniently enough in quotes, the Turks and Zach's vacation line up perfectly. Like, how great is that? Getting some yeah. friends on your vacation. So, Cisne, Sung, who apparently doesn't own a bathing suit, and Zach <laughs> are off to Costa del Sol when they are <laughs> ambushed by Genesis copies wearing flippers and scuba gear. <laughs> and you beat them to death with an umbrella. <laughs> the most yeah. OP weapon, clearly, because you beat them with an umbrella. I love yeah. the sound effect of the umbrella too. Yeah. It's great. It that that was a nice touch, but I I was just fully like not understanding what happened, what was happening. No, it's just absolutely bizarro land. Mm. And this is when you find out like Genesis Song speculates that Genesis is sending copies from the live stream, and you're just like that can't be right. So, and. Guess what? Hollanders escaped from Junon. So we have to go to Junon, which Junon looks great, by the way. Love how that looked. Mm-hmm. And this is when you get the Buster Sword stance we'll talk about in gameplay. Mm-hmm. And you... Excuse me. Oh, boy. Tyler, I yeah. feel like you just carrying the fucking burden of this episode, but talking, giving the story. I'm sorry, man. I'm, my memory's bad on this one. I, I guess I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, Junon's under attack um, from Genesis. Shocker. This guy won't go away. Um, yeah. Hollander is freed via an outside source who we don't know yet is, but we do find out because he's, I, I don't know. I don't, there's like, yeah, like he may have had some outside help. So Hollander escapes. Um, I don't, I, is it revealed who the traitor is yet? I feel like it's revealed later. I don't think it's revealed here, but no, I, I believe it's later. Okay. So yeah, we'll get to it when it's revealed later then. Cause I know when it's revealed, but I should know if it was revealed here or not. Um, Honda escapes and Sephiroth's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, what just happened here? Because <laughs> like, he was <laughs> Sephiroth yeah. is off to Modeoheim for some reason, but um, he's uh, he's just here now in Junon, and Sephiroth has a really cool moment where he's like, "You have my permission to go back to Midgard and see Earth, basically." And it's kind of like this, you know, Sephiroth being a bro. Like, I really do like Sephiroth before he goes yeah. crazy. Like, he was really cool, and then. At in Junon, on the cannon, he's back, baby. Reciting Loveless. It's Genesis. He is uh-huh. back, better than ever. He was at Junon the whole time, but just didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't get it. But this is when is this when the Genesis copies with the shotguns are introduced? Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the, yeah. The, the clip of. The clip of the dude just like loading the clip and just going, that was so funny. I'm like, this makes no sense. Yeah, I remember. Those are the, they have a specific name, but they're like juiced up. They they actually have Genesis's like red cloak and everything. Yeah. Like, 
They fucking yeah, suck. They, they they like knock you back and shit. Like it. That, yeah, that they they're pain. They're pain in the ass for sure. But yes, yeah, so Buster Chap- Sword. Chap- not a not a not a chance. No, Zach actually uses it. But blunt side. Yeah, that's chap. That's chap. That's true. true. The blunt side. That's true. Chapter six is that's chapter six. Chapter seven is really short. It's basically just building Aerith flower cart wagons, I guess. Oh um, yeah. There's an Angeal monster, so Angeal seems to be doing shit from the live stream as well, which, uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, whatever, man. I don't know. Live stream doesn't but, mean re- death. Yeah, so, like, this monster's protecting Aerith, but, like, before Angeal dies, he says in, like, a mean, like, an evil way, like, someone's waiting for you, right? Like, he's gonna do something to Aerith, and next thing you know, he's, con- he's telling this dog with his face on it to protect Aerith and, like, launch its body at mechs and kill them i don't know it's because why not basically the game's weird way of saying angel's still on our side even in the afterlife i guess i don't know yeah i guess i don't know who knows man yeah so we build these flower carts for Aerith. she's not making any money on these flowers it just operation midgar full of flowers wall full of money is just not going well in the beginning she hates the cot Hates the cart. Hates all of them. Yeah. We build like a futuristic <laughs> cart. We build like a cute cart, a standard cart. None of the carts are working. This is your last chance to do any missions like in the city of Midgar because after this, you're off to Nibelheim. Where you find out Genesis has been doing like attacks on reactors and he's targeting, of course, he's targeting Nibelheim. We have to get Nibelheim. So yeah. finally, we're here. The good stuff. For a little bit anyway. There's still some bullshit, but. Yeah, of course. At least we get the BS out of the way immediately. So, chapter 8. The gang is going to Nibelheim. Sephiroth, Zack, and Cloud. And this is kind of like where all the big stuff happens. But Tifa is our guide to Mount Nebel. And before we do all that, you can do the... Did you guys do the Seven Wonders mission? No. No. Okay, so there's like these seven little... (laughs) There's like these seven little clues, like these wonders... Like, one of them's like, the town water's red. Why is it red? There's a phoenix materia in the well. Oh, that's one of the wonders. There's this picture that changes faces. Why is it changing faces? Because the guy flips it and has, like, a safe behind it. it. There's these seven ones. I didn't do all of them, but I did some of them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a little side mission. You can um, talk to Cloud, and Cloud will explain why he's not taking his helmet off. But you finally go to the reactor, and this is the big breakthrough moment where Sephiroth sees Genova. He gets, like, the He's freaking out a little bit, sees the monsters. He's starting to figure it out, and they retcon Genesis into being the one who somehow knows all this shit about Sephiroth's backstory. Uh, Sephiroth catching Fyraga was pretty cool. Just caught it, where Zack gets like, exploded by it. Yeah. <laughs> Sephiroth just catches it. That was cool. And then Sephiroth telling Genesis to rot was incredible. That was awesome. I'm like, God, a hero. I, I'm starting. I'm starting to see this guy's point. But yeah, no, that that was that was a really good moment. I like that. The Gen- Genesis launches an attack on the reactor. Zach does his hero thing. Cloud, of course, gets messed up because he's a sweet little bitch. Tifa carries him back. Sweet little. Bitch. <laughs> what a descriptor. He's not the strong boy thinking. yet. We're all not yet. That. Like, come on now. Fair. He's a sweet but, yeah, we have boy. to. We get back to the Nibelheim Hotel. This is when Zach's like, dude, let's don't join Soldier. This I don't even know what's going on, man. But yeah, this is when Sephiroth goes apeshit. He's in the he's in the manor reading these books, figuring out what's going on. 
like just at just complete head case. Um, you can open the coffin Vincent Valentine's in. That's pretty cool. I did do that. Yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. And I like, dude, we can. Zach's like, I'm like, dude, we can really use this guy's help. And Zach's like, yeah, we're just gonna I'm let him sleep. Or let him sleep it off. I mean, we're good. We don't <laughs> need this dude right now. But on the seventh day, not only did God rest, but Sephiroth burned this shit to the ground. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Ibelheim is just torched by Sephiroth because Sephiroth comes to believe that Genova is an ancient and the last of their race and her their extinction is the human's fault because certain ancients decided to live a human life and not you know, continue to pass on their ancestral powers and Sephiroth blames them. And he believes he is the heir to the ancients and the one who's going to save the planet. And in saving the planet, he burns his village to the ground. Fantastic. Uh, none of that is actually explained in this game, though, right? No. No. Okay. It's just on the seventh day. And Zach runs outside the hotel and the village is on fire. Yeah. And this cool. is when yeah. the game actually has a halfway decent animation scene. Because it, yeah. it, it went from super fucking janky to like smooth as butter and it's like why is this not across the game yeah, yeah you get that you get the advent children sephiroth in the fire scene which i'm glad they use the advent children one because the one i'm just I'm dying to see what they do in rebirth with that it's gonna look so good but yeah cloud's mother's dead tifa's father's dead uh tifa gets a giant slash across the chest from sephiroth and this is when zach and sephiroth fight uh, I think Cloud chased Cloud. Cloud's on the ground back at Nibelheim, but he chases you like later while Zach and Sephiroth are fighting. Yeah, and the fight's pretty cool. I do like the fight. Um, yeah, I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, I was not expecting this. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> you were like texting me, dude. How do I kill the materia? You're like, I don't know how to do the materia, and I was like, just cast the opposite spell, and you seem to be good. But I. When he used draw slash, I was not expecting that. He one shot at me with draw slash, like immediately. Like I was not expecting that. But yeah, Zach fights Sephiroth. He guess what? He beats Sephiroth until yeah. he doesn't. Uh, gets yeah, is doing the big anime jumps. Draw- oh my god, there's a dog. Oh my god. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, just need to hold it for a minute. What is the dog's oh, opinion? Okay. What is the dog's opinion on the Zach for Sephiroth fight? Does she have a take? Oh, she hates it. She's trying to escape. Oh shit! Zach should have won. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, but... she hates it. Oh gosh, she did not. Okay, that's okay. We we've 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 dunked on this game pretty hard recently, but this part's good. So Sephiroth beats Zach, and this is when we get the iconic <laughs> Zach falling down the stairs. It was kind of funny, just dragged down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> this is when Cloud picks up the Buster Sword. Um, incredible yell by Cody Christian on the just VA killer. Just absolutely oh, yeah. great yell. Um, stab Sephiroth through the torso, which the sword in the game is literally like through his entire torso, but he's somehow not cut in half, which I guess is fine. Anime but... logic. Also, it's like black smoke. It's not like blood or viscera. It's, it's just remake. like that's 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 from remake. Oh, I thought that was in this game as well. Yeah, but like, so that's not in original Crisis Core. When Barrett gets stabbed by Sephiroth in Remake, the black stuff's coming out of him. And so I guess they just copy that over to this game because they don't want to get an R rating. So, oh, okay. Yeah, why not? So, um, yeah, then 
Sephiroth only takes Genova's head, which, sure. And Whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever. And then he stabs Cloud in the chest. Cloud does the thing where he leverages Masamune against Sephiroth and throws him into the life stream. And exactly how it happens in 7, a badass moment. Cloud takes three steps and falls down the stairs. These guys. Just... I I could I could not fucking believe that. Like Ozzy, you said like he's not a strong boy yet. He did all that shit as a normal human. He yeah. did not have any like soldier cells or Genova whatevers in him. He just he just did that. Yeah. No, to the most powerful soldier in existence. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he is, jacked him up. Yeah, he's not soldier yet, and yet he's done all of that. And it's like he's a hero. How? Did he get? How are you just an infantryman? Yeah. Apparently, he got rejected because something to do with either he wasn't very, he was not able to take on the um, modifications that soldiers. He didn't. He didn't pass the. So you're. you're, He didn't pass the physical portion of it, like the physical attributes to be a soldier. How? (laughs) This it's willpower, man. It's willpower. willpower. It makes him a hero. I guess, mind over matter, sure, but, like, not only did he pick up the Buster Sword, which I thought it would be impossible for, like, non-soldiers to pick up a sword like that. Me too. Yeah. And then he used his own ribs and body to leverage a sword going through said body to throw the most powerful advanced soldier. He's not even just regular soldier. He's got fucking, you know, he's got the cells of a god in him, and he threw him against a wall and just set him on fire when he hit the wall, I guess. I, I, I didn't know how that happened. And then the best thing that Sephiroth ever happens, he falls into the live stream and gets even more powerful. He's like, thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is sick. True. This is the best case scenario. But this is where you start to yeah. see Cloud's power and... No, no, no. I, I, I joke. It was, it was sick as hell. I, I was, I was like, fuck yeah, when that happened. Oh. Yeah, great. you see, you see the, you see like the. Okay, this dude can be a hero. Like he's got it for in sure. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing on, uh, Hojo, like you're kind of like faded out, and Hojo appears and is like, these two will, they'll be just great samples. And Project S is done, which is Project S is for Sephiroth. He's trying to make Sephiroth clones to essentially create the test the reunion theory, which isn't explained in this game, so I won't talk about it. We won't talk about it, but reunion is a very important word going forward in the seven compilation world. Oh, really? Yeah. Zack and Cloud are infused with Sephiroth cells, but are deemed failures because Zack's body has already adapted to, has, to soldier experimentation. He sees no real change. Cloud, on the other hand, just gets absolutely microwaved, basically, and just turns into a vegetable. And <laughs> just... They're, they're just a cooked, dude, like, He's from cooked. head to toe. It's, Sir, it's quite horrifying, like, yeah. when, you, when you take in all of, like, the implications. Like, it is a horrific fate that has befallen Cloud Strife here. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He did, such a, he did such a noble thing, and his reward is just being absolutely cooked. For four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From, from the inside of, out. You sort of see, like, the implications in Final Fantasy VII Remake when you visit Jess's house. Jesse's house. Yeah. And that's where you see, like, what would happen. And, yeah, so this is showing Cloud in the middle of this fucking shit. Like, he's yeah, you're basically seeing... He's yeah, you're seeing what happened. Yeah, you're seeing what happened to Jesse's dad. Happened to Cloud essentially. Just get absolutely fried. Yeah, cooked on, th- cooked on 350 for four years. And now, but, and now this is like 
this is like the build up to like it's basically like Order sixty six mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. Because now Shinra. Well, first we have to like get Cloud up to the uh, what the mansion again. Of, we have to, we have to get out of the manor. So yeah, that I got stuck on that for a little bit. I was like, how the fuck do I get out of here? But then I had to like take the key and go all the way back down to the lab, and come all the way back up with a key card and get Cloud his new soldier clothes from the locked closet. Yep. So we're seeing the transformation happen, you know, right in front of our eyes of this. Uh, how how he how he portrayed this image of himself. Yeah, how he built this false image through all these like probably flashes that he was seeing when his brain was just fucking soup. I don't know how they escaped because like Angel appears, but how did he Angel doing? He's dead. How did they escape? No, no, no. This you can explain this away when you get to the final chapter. The final yeah, the final chapter. Literally when, the final, like, two minutes of the game. Yeah. When it gets introduced about that thing Angel left behind, it could be that thing coming in and saving Zack and Zack types cloud. I'm trying not yeah. to spoil that before we get to that part in case someone is at yeah, this chapter it. and not there. But, I'll like, yeah. touch so it when we get there. During these four years, Zack has, like, this image of him getting the wings that Angel has and, like, how he wants those wings. And then, like, Angel appears outside of the tube and, like, flies away. And then Zach breaks out of the tube. And because he's resistant to the Makos experiments, he's able to, you know, kind of snap out of it rather quickly and then drag just the, the cauliflower that is Cloud around and just take him on an adventure that he'll never remember. So, like Tyler said, get the first class uniform, we're off. Uh, not before, though, we find out that Nibelheim is fine. Which is just like yeah, that was trippy for me because I didn't understand the full ramifications of that. Because you you didn't know there was a time skip yet, but yeah, because they played that very well actually. Um, fu- oh yeah, yeah they did. But no, it was casual. so cool. Because when you get out of when you're starting to get out of the manor and all that, you start receiving messages from like Council and a couple of others. They're, yeah, because they're proclaimed dead. Yeah. Yeah. But none of them have like oh this is the time. So you're receiving these one after the other, like, oh, please tell me, like, this isn't true. Um, please message me as soon as you can. Like, all of these messages. And they just slowly come in at different intervals, so you're not realizing there is a time skip here. Yeah, a, a pretty, a, a rather large one at that. Yeah, Zach's phone was in the, was in the tube with him, presumably, <laughs> so it has to just oh, fucking reboot. Yeah, right. It's exactly. a fucking Nokia, bro. Like it's a fucking flip phone. They're fine. They're they're exactly. immortal batteries. Yeah. Zach's tweeting from inside the tubes. Yeah, we drag Cloud out to Nibelheim. This is the part of the game that I remember the most because mm-hmm. it was like because then Shinra troops come. When you're looking at this like fully restored Nibelheim, you're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Shinra comes in, and this is the Order sixty six moment. It's like mm-hmm. kill Zach, and they're trying to take Cloud. And this was it was. A, I never. It wasn't hard, but it was stressful. It was like you actually see a soldier dragging Cloud away. Oh yeah, you had to move. Like you couldn't mess around. You had to go, and and you had to like you know quickly jump back and forth between the different soldiers that were coming in in order to get to him in time. It was it was a cool sequence. I like that a lot. It was a cool Order sequ- six six such a good way of describing it. I never thought of it that way, but like it's perfect. For it this. is perfect, and that scene is actually quite. I do find it intense, actually. But that's because I was... The whole end game's pretty intense. Like, yeah. Ironically enough, except for, like, the final mm. boss fight with Genesis, like, I thought this was pretty intense. Like, they could have left that entire fight out, and I thought this would have been fine, but... 
you still have to put a bow on that whole storyline, I guess, which, yeah. you know, for better or worse. Yeah, what were you saying? You said you didn't find it as intense, Ozzy? No, because I managed to bullshit my way through this fight, actually, because at this point, like, I'll get into how I played this game a bit, but I played it more as a mage, <laughs> which is BS oh. for me. <laughs> I, I, nice. love, I love swinging the sword as Cloud, and I hate using Materia when I'm Cloud, but as Zack, I hated oh, God, how I, I hated how he swung the sword. So I put so much. <laughs> what? Put... what? This technique blew, so I just used materia. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sucked. He felt, he felt he was so the, he weak. He's the worst the technically proficient soldier I've ever seen. How this guy? I will say no. Class? Yeah, it, it, at parts of the game, it's like I am doing pixels to this. I'm swinging <laughs> yeah. around this giant sword at this infantryman, and it's doing nothing. It's yes. like, come on, man, give me something. And that's the thing was I found out very early, like back in one of the Genesis fights. But yeah, his swinging that sort of was piss poor. You do maybe barely any damage, and that was with me maxing out as much of my like gear to go towards swinging a sword, and it didn't work. So all of it went into magic, and all I did was fireball. Dark, Dark Faraga, everyone. Dark Faraga, and then yeah, turn around. Dark awesome. Faraga, Dark Faraga, Dark Faraga for you. And now we have a person in Dark Faraga, <laughs> Dark Faraga. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wiz Shadow Wizard Zack. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I I couldn't disagree more. I love using materia in every game for the most part. And I do I think Zack is a technically proficient great soldier. So Ozzy, I don't know where you're getting your critiques from as far as his technique, but I think he does great. I think the proficiency mechanic kind of blew like it just takes so long to get I up. I had no fucking idea how to, because I was, like, doing the stance, and I was doing the thing, and it did good damage. You to kill the like, enemies. It was like, you have 0.1% proficiency <laughs> now. I'm like, fuck you, dude. By Come the way, on. I the game on 0.3%. That's it. Yeah, I, I, that's where I was in. <laughs> oh, I'm at, like, I, 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 I think I was, like, 0.5. I was, like, half a percent. I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'm, I'm at, like, 41% right now. So you have to kill enemies with the stance. So you have to kill enemies and use commands, which we'll get into. But okay, so we yeah, you mentioned this order. Yeah, you mentioned this order sixty six, and it's because Shinder tried to cover up. I don't know if this is explained, but they, Shinder's covering up the Nibelheim incident because again, not a great look that their hero went nuts and just oh, burned the yeah. town to the ground and killed everybody. So everyone in the town is a paid actor from Shin They work for Shinra, and they are obviously led to believe they're. They are paid to lead you to believe that nothing happened to this town. Zack is the only one who knows of the events. Because even Cloud was there. He, Cloud is not in the state to be like, talking at the moment. Yeah. And Zack does know what happened. So they're after Zack to eliminate him. Which I'll ask another question later once we get there. But then we get <laughs> another minigame. We get like the sniper Zack. Like Call of oh, Duty yeah. sniper Zack. Mm. That was kind of cool. I liked that. Mm. Yeah, it, it was You're okay. Yeah, you're oh, yeah. on the run, and Cisne finds you. And Cisne threatens to, like, eliminate Zack, which she has no shot of eliminating Zack. Zero. She threw the shuriken, and Zack, like, blocked that thing with his, like, right arm and was like, dude, like, don't even try. And Cisne finds out Zack's protecting Cloud and that he is the, he's the other sample that's on the run. Cisne then gives you a motorcycle with, conveniently enough, like a, a little, like, kitty car Side for Cloud car? to go ride yeah. in. Yeah. 
and you're on the highway, you're um you're true you're cruising, <laughs> and, and Genesis appears. Fucking Genesis. Why the fuck not? And a Genesis copy eats Zach's hair and just dies immediately. <laughs> yep, just, it just degrades immediately. Instantly, because like they, because Genesis oh, somehow yeah. knows that Zach and Cloud got the Sephiroth cells, but Zach was immune to them, so they didn't do anything. But Cloud, however, clearly had an effect on him because he's a prune. So they are now after Cloud, who can save Genesis's degradation. Also, Hollander took Genesis cells. Like, what is going on? Like, now yeah, he has like... a wing. His wing's pathetic. It's horrible. Like, it's. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tyler, this is it, baby. The line. <sighs> yeah, go on. Sidecar pulls up to the village of Gangaga, <laughs> where Cisne is waiting because they thought that would be Zach's first stop because that's where his parents live, and it's too obvious, which I obviously that's correct. But this is where um. Genesis and Hollander, who is now a Genesis copy, as I explained, attack, and you finally get the option to kill Hollander. And God, does it feel good to finally with Zack. God, that felt amazing. I used so many command attacks just to drag that fight out and make him suffer. (laughs) And this, this like Angeal copy has been flying around and like protecting you this entire time, protecting you and Cloud. And like Zack actually thinks it's Angeal, but. It turns out to be Director Lazard, who is also the one who freed Hollander from Junon, and it's like, what is happening? You need to die, too, honestly. Yeah, I (laughs) gave up here. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, this dude who's been in a suit the whole game is now, like, Angeal replicated, and I don't know. I really don't. I, I don't know. It's so I kind of checked out after this point with the story. I'm like, dude, like, let's just get to the end. Like, please. Yeah. It, it's just off the rails at this point. They really did not care. They got they got the nipple They've explained Cloud. They're only after one last thing, but they're like, it's too short of a game. We need to keep going. Just keep throwing Genesis at it. Yep. Just yeah, just Genesis and Geel, Dreams, Honor, whatever. I don't I don't fucking know. Loveless. Yeah. Yeah, and like the fact that uh, you're hearing us talk about this game, the fact that we gave it a seven and eight and an eight and a half, like that's a that's a, that's a testament to how good the good stuff is. It's it's a weird game, but I mean, fuck, it's fun to play. It really <laughs> is. And Zach is Zach, cool. And it sets up right, so much of Final Fantasy VII. That's as a true. Whole, it does. So yeah. Chapter ten. We made it. We made it. We go back to Benora, where Genesis has been hiding this entire time because he's always carrying a, this stupid apple. And Zach finally puts it together. This is where he's been the whole time. And Benora is like revealed to be like like the heart of the life stream, and that's why the apples can grow there because like the life stream is so rich in soil, and like just life stream is, exude, is exuding from this place. And you find out that Genesis had like this emo goth like hideout underground, and that's where he is. Yeah. And you reenact Loveless. <laughs> With somehow this entire dungeon is just like the loveless fifth act that was never finished. And you find yeah. out that like there's been there's three friends who go in search of the gift of the goddess and the roles are a hero, a traveler, and a prisoner. 
And I, I don't know what this has to do with anything, but you have to find seven goddess materia, which is not hard to find at all. And you put them into this little like fob that opens the door called 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 the, the, the light of light of doom. That's where Genesis is yeah. And you fight Genesis, who I guess has obtained this gigantic material. I, I have to say, I, I love how you just didn't mention this at all. Did either of you struggle with that random ass Genesis yes. clone that came out like of the door be- right before you fought oh, like the final Genesis battle? Uh, Bro, he decimated. <laughs> he dummied me. Like that was the point where I was like, "Shit, like I need to grind." Oh, so I, I, I like I went to the save point and I just did a shit ton of missions until Zach was ready to go. I did one mission to get a um phoenix down and i didn't even use it in that fight i just dock frog in a doll jesus love it <laughs> Told you, I, I was playing this game the wrong way obviously clearly were i fought the second half of this game so much with dark faraga dark um thundara and oh what's the last one dark lizard zaga yeah Zaga. and had like regen and that's it <laughs> I had the dark elementals too, but I had, I think I had like Stop Buster. So it was like the big spinny, like Link up B from Smash. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, now we can go on to the Final Genesis fight. Um, Just had yeah, to get so that out of the way. Genesis, like, has this giant materia um, and is like, dude, we can finally fight now because Loveless has been reenacted. Urangeal's spirit. You carry Sephiroth within you, and I'm here. We can do this now. We can end the game. So you fight Genesis, who becomes this... I don't even know what he like becomes. Like a fucking... Like, he merges a with robot. the life stream, right? It, it's, or something? I don't know. It's like he's it's merging with a gi- summon? It, because it's, it's, like, like a, it's like a crystallized, like, materia. Like yeah, like he's in front thing. of the goddess statue, right? Like, that's what he's in front of? Yeah. It, and then for some reason that turns him into a, it turns him into a mech, a fucking robot. I thought it was more armor. <laughs> it, it's like he combined with a summons and became like an armor. But you don't even need to fight him. You just need to break, beat his sword, break, break the materia and the sword when all these enemies are coming in. It, it was a tough fight. I actually kind of liked the fight because you had to like I use different too. strategies against the whatever the fuck they were called. They're these winged like reapers or whatever that came in. They're, they're either weak to magic or like physical attacks, and kind of. Did you use just... magic on the physical attacks? Well, ones, I, Aussie? Yeah, I, 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 at first, I did, of course. Hi, When Ozzy, yeah, when oh Ozzy found out she, when Ozzy found out she had to swing the sword, she's like, "I'm out. I'm not playing this anymore." <laughs> no, I finished it. Just Dark Braga. No, she didn't even swing the sword. She still killed it with Dark Braga. Did you have like nine thousand MP somehow? Like, how did you unlock that? <laughs> like, how how did you unlock that setting? Yeah, Dark tell Fyraga us. is not even the best version of Dark Fyraga. It's El Fyraga. <laughs> I like how oh she's God, like, she... I, I, I spammed this mid-materia and beat the game. Like, how is that possible?
we beat Genesis, and then we, we beat Genesis. Because he's been healed somehow. In the process of losing to us, he's been healed of his degradation. We have to fight him <laughs> again. And I, I don't know. It's just like we finally are done with this fucking character. No, and, except we're not. <laughs> yeah, nope. Not I'm, I'm close to done. Um, Zach then drags Genesis's unconscious body um, to a campsite where Cloud is sitting in this chair for some reason. Yeah. And Genesis is on one side, Lazard's on the other. Like, everyone here is dying. And Zach is, like, giving him a toast with an apple. And Genesis out of nowhere asks if it was good. And you're just like, how are you alive? How? I, I, I was so mad. I'm like, Zach, fucking kill him. Zach won't kill him. He just won't kill him. But I don't think he's actually dying in this scene. Because um, I haven't mentioned it during, like, every other chapter, but during the chapters you slowly see the red, um, like, jacket he has. Degrade. Yeah, slowly degrade, which is showing off his degradation over time. And then in this scene, it's back to just fully... Fixed. He was healed. He was healed by the goddess materia, is what's implied. Yeah, or somehow Which, bullshit. But what a waste of materia. He no yeah, seriously. In late stage degradation, like he was when you first see him at the start of this, like when you meet him in this chapter, he's now fixed, and th- like that's the point of like the whole seeing his jacket slowly degrade is to show his degradation area. Yep. So he's he's yeah. not only dying; he's just really fucking worn out and wants a nap. Yeah, I guess. You know, he took a quick snooze, saw I the just, apple, and he's like, I gotta get to work. Yeah. Like, he killed so many people. Oh, yeah, he did. He's like, so player. many fucking, like, directly and indirectly, just killed so many people. Like, Zach, you are, like, please kill him. But no. He leaves him there. He leaves him there, and Lazard dies, I guess, right? Oh, God. Yeah. Because yeah, Lazard and, um, Lazard like went to fight off something, and then the air. That's how the Aerith letter gets there. The 89th Aerith letter. Oh right, yes. But what I'm do you mean for the, years? I, I'm I'm reading in the wiki right now that um, Zach beating Genesis, like Loveless, was reenacted because Genesis was the prisoner, Angeal was the wanderer represented by the copies. So I guess Lazard was the wanderer, and then Zach is the hero. Like, what is going on, dude? Yeah, it's just so con- it's so convoluted and just not fun to really try to piece together. No, not even a little bit. So, yeah, like you said, uh, it's been four years is when we get the big time skip and we head towards Midgar. But after we leave, uh, Lazar dies, the letter's read, and then <laughs> Shinra choppers come and take Genesis off, which I, yeah. Um, we'll get into so does that, that later. Mean, so does that mean Genesis is alive? Like, he could show up at any time? Yeah. yeah. He, 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 so during the events of Final I don't, Fantasy I don't VII, like that at all. <laughs> during the events of Final Fantasy VII, he was technically alive. Yeah. Is he never... still? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, he could show up in Rebirth or in, like, the training sim or, like, you anywhere. You know what? Let's just do this now. I have this in the notes. Let's just do the quick origin of Genesis, the character. Okay, so sure. I can explain. That, that's a good idea. So here, before we get to the way end, which this this last part's the best part of the game for, by far, but um, Gen- here's the origin of Genesis, the character. So he was created as a collaboration between a Japan a J-pop star named Gact and the game's lead producer. So Gact sang the the song Redemption, which is the theme music for Dirge of Cerberus, which came out a year before Crisis Core. So a sequel 
to a sequel of Final Fantasy VII came out before Final Fantasy VII's prequel. It's all fucked up. Yeah. You can just tell from the start we were doomed. And <laughs> Genesis is in Dirge of Cerberus. He's in the way end. When you defeat Wise, he flies down with the Black Wing and like carries Wise away. Similarly how he flies away in Chapter 2 of this game. So he's in the post-credits. A character you've never met before, looking like a J-pop star, is in the post-credits of the final piece of compilation, timeline-wise, in Final Fantasy VII. It makes no fucking sense. The, okay. the producer, the the producer was like, "Dude, we cannot pass up the opportunity to have a J-pop star start." It's like if Harry Styles was an uh, was the enemy in the English version of Final Fantasy VII. Like, dude, we have <laughs> to put Harry Styles as the main antagonist in this game. So, okay. There's pictures of Gak like in real life, like cosplaying Genesis. Like Ozzy, you get a kick out of that. So, it's just weird. And there's an exact quote. I went to eat with him one time, referring to Gak. I went to eat with Gak one time and described the Final Fantasy VII universe in rich detail and it turned into this process of collaboration, creating the character together. So a J-pop star having influence on a video game character for a beloved IP. Not good. Not good. He went to the studio and recorded the Japanese voice with all that in mind. So he really was a creative partner in all of this. And we really wanted the connection between Dirge of Cerberus and Crisis Core. Genesis's motivation stems from wishing to obtain a similar status Sephiroth has reached and to find the gift of the goddess. Which just like what? they wanted to they wanted to connect the last piece of timeline material with a prequel to Final Fantasy VII, and he has made no appearance in between the two bigger projects, Final Fantasy VII, the actual game, and Advent Children. What is going on? It makes no sense. Yeah, no, it. My brain. And hurts. he's alive. He is alive. The biggest crime in this game is that of all the characters to live, he lived throughout this entire game. And you've killed him like four different times. He just does not want to stay dead. No, he won't die. I, oh my, I, uh, like We were I talking about Cloud win. having willpower when he threw Sephiroth in the live stream. Dude, Genesis is a different breed. He's got that dog in him. Seriously, I, it, it is kind of, I just cannot believe it. Like, I don't think he belongs, like, in any of this, like, new... Final Fantasy I, 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 I am terrified he's going to be in it. He, he's going to be in it. Because, I mean, why would you do Crisis Core other than one to set up Zack? But you've left someone clearly alive that you could have easily killed. Yeah, he's going to be... They already referenced Deep Ground, which is where he goes at the end of this game, in Remake. It's the, it's the DLC. You fight Deep Ground... Nero, the character in the wiki who goes to pick up Genesis, is the final boss of the intermission DLC. So they're already setting up Genesis pop, popping up in Rebirth, or worse, the way end of the game. When you return to Midgar, maybe he's a boss there. But the less Genesis, the better. In Remake Rebirth, like they've done a really good job yeah. writing the characters of, Re of Remake. So I trust the writing staff a lot more than I trust this one. But still, like, Genesis just doesn't belong in this story. I think he's better off not in it. So that's kind of Genesis. Had to get that off the chest. That's, yeah, just disaster from start to finish, in my opinion. But still somehow, not the, still somehow not the worst of the bunch, which is a really hard low bar to climb over. Yeah, true. And I also felt like they didn't really touch on much about him wanting to reach Sephiroth's status. More times than not, it's Loveless and Gift of the Goddess. Like, very rarely do you yeah. hear, I want to be 
the same status as Seth. You don't know his actual motivation. Like, yeah, he doesn't have one. He no. just he just makes copies of himself because he can, and just yeah, causes just, him havoc. And to quote Love Loveless at you because Loveless. Yeah, I I don't know, but okay, let's get to the best part of this game, which is carried off in a helicopter. Off he goes to ruin yeah, Final Fantasy then, in the future. Yeah, exactly. And then the big cry moment of the game is about to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So here's another thing. Did you guys pick up on why the Turks wanted to save Zach? No, I just thought Sung was like, he's a bro. And I got to help out the bro. I think so, too. So I'm reading the I'm reading this straight from the fandom wiki. Sung mobilizes the Turks to find Zack and Cloud before the Shimmer Army does to save him. But before Zack can reach Midgar, the Shimmer Army tracks him down. So I don't know why the Turks wanted to save him because the Turks work for Shinra. And if they bring Zack to Midgar Tower, like they're going to just kill him there. But are they bringing him back? Midgard Tower. I, I thought they were gonna go and like ex- like get him the fuck away. I thought they were gonna put him down maybe in the Sector Five slums with Aerith because yeah, because in like remake be in, in the remake DLC where he lives, he goes to the Sector Five slums after he survives what you know what we'll get into here shortly. But I I I always found it fascinating that the Turks trying to save him, but I never understood why. I don't think it's explained well enough. I feel like the I mean, I, he just made friends with Cisne and Sung, right? I, and, like, they're and just Sun, friends. And Sung and looked after Aerith for mm-hmm. a while, so, like, I, maybe it is no, maybe it doesn't go deeper than yet. He's a bro, and I'm in the digital mind wave, so let's go save him. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're in the DMV, well, I guess Genesis is in the DMV. Never mind. Apocalypse. <laughs> My point is moot. Yeah. And Angel is, so, yeah, never mind. Yeah, never mind. But, My point is moot. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is the big cry moment. The price of freedom is steep. to hit in the game it just hits perfectly here i mean this track is perfect for this final mission uh tyler i tyler thought it was like a kojima like literally fight until your health bar hits zero i will use every potion ever and i kind of wish that was the case but i did like the i thought the it hit way harder when like zach was losing the images in the mind wave that was 
brutal. But yeah, that was was that in the original or is this a whole? It was, a but it, it obviously okay. obviously not as drawn out. But it was in the original. Yeah. Mm, nice, nice. And nice. then like obviously when Zach's beaten and like all you can do is like guard and like slowly limp, that was really well done too. But yeah, um, I was also reading before we started this. A big reason they made a prequel is because Zach's fate was predetermined. And so obviously this moment had to hit and goddamn does it does it hit. It's so good. Yeah. Everything about it, it's turning darker as you keep fighting and you're just like, oh god, we're not gonna make it out of this, but yeah, Price and um steep, man. That's such a good seat, line. Zach passes the buster sword to Cloud who finally snaps out of it and Zach dies and Cloud makes it back to Midgar, another great stream by Cody Christian. Love that guy. And very good. And then the real hero of the story, Angeal, flies down from the from the live stream to take Zach with him, and that's kind of it. And then Zach Cloud goes off to Midgar, and Final Fantasy VII begins, which is kind of crazy that like Final Fantasy VII begins literally days after all this just happened. Yeah. But, hey, the boy recovered yeah. quick. Oh God, just snap right out of it. Yeah. He saw that sword, and he's like, "Dude, let's roll." He's like, "I, I am now Zach. Let's go." So we have Angeal, who wouldn't use the sword. Zach, who only ever used the blunt side. And now Cloud, who's just going to do whatever he wants with it. Like, finally, we hit the pinnacle. Finally, we have someone that will use the fucking sword. <laughs> exactly. But that's the story of... <laughs> I guess. That's the story of Crisis Core. Um, as you can tell, based off our narrative and talk about it, kind of wild, but the stuff it gets right, the Nibelheim incident... Um, the Zach's escape and the final stand nails all that. But God, if it doesn't have some hiccups and questions along the way. Um, and like, it's not even like charming. It's just like, what is going on? But it's also so bad. It's good at times, which we talked about too. So yeah. do you guys have any thoughts on the story before we kind of get into other things here before we wrap up? Uh, I have, I've talked about this, I think in our like game awards episode, cause we had a few nominations from this game in there, uh, for like best lion stuff, uh, you know, price of freedom had to be in there for, for that nomination. But I think the best thing this game does is, is Zach, like it, it, pro- it produces the character of Zach. Uh, and you know, despite like, it it produces it despite its writing, which is, impressive in that i don't think it was intentional to be that way obviously no uh but like it's it produced like this legendary character that is yeah. just a an un, it, 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 he's an un, he's one of those unstoppable force characters like he is just yep. an unrelenting positive brute dude brute force just an, an unlimited determination indomitable will but he's also just a goofball who is still kind of just a kid. But even then, like, they still give him development. Like, even though it was really fast and... He gets good development know, in the game. Yeah. Other, yeah, and other stories will do similar arcs better. You know, that time skip. Like, when he gets that long hair and those scars, like, he is not, he is not the same person that he was at the beginning of the game. And... I, I understand why he's so beloved. Because, like, he shined, like, he outshone pretty much every other aspect of this game. Yeah. Like, Zach's character did. Like, 
besides the gameplay, which is superb, of course, but like like no other character besides maybe Cloud, because Cody Christensen did a really good job of playing like a meeker Cloud with those like really impactful break moments. But like, you know, and Sephiroth was great too, but he just didn't have a lot of screen time. But like out of like Genesis and Jill, all those other characters, Zach is just such a so much higher than all of them. For sure. Like, you know, Sung Sung and Cisne were cool, but again, like Sephiroth, they just didn't have a lot of screen time. So like Zach Zach is just so sick and seeing him be put, I think it's almost like it makes it more heartbreaking that someone like Zach finds himself in the situations like he does at the end of the game, like being hunted by Shinra, being, you know, backed into a corner, not being able to see his friends. Yeah, like the his his uh his crush, his 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 like Aerith. His girl gives up on him like mm. ugh. like you are yeah, like you were taken away from the world for four years without anyone knowing where you were and even yet still he does all that stuff that he does, protects Cloud down to a man, uh takes on Genesis by himself and all of those like freaky uh like Genova creatures where you had to get yeah. that one uh thing. And he and he, he and he goes up to the entirety of the Shinra battalion with a smile on his face and and does and takes Angeal's stuff, makes it his own, does it better than him, and just fights on anyway. And it's it's a very he's a very inspiring character, and I think just him alone is worth playing this game for. Uh, agreed, hundred percent. hundred percent agreed. Um, uh, Ozzy, if you if you have anything to add, um, so a few points, I guess. One, the game knows what times it needs to hit hard, and clearly. They could have shortened it down to just those few things, but it's not worth a full remake then. So they had to expand it out, hence why there's so much filler. But they knew what they were doing for those points that needed to get done so you can understand Final Fantasy VII remake as a whole and to start setting up the Turks. Um, This is just what I got from it, was Cisne near the end kind of shows off. She's very sick of the Turk's life. She's very sick yeah. of, like, the things she's been told she has to do. She offhandedly mentions, I haven't even told Zach my real name. So that's starting mm-hmm. to bring up, like, she's one Turk, but quite a few of them are doing things that Shinra probably won't like, or Shinra doesn't know of. So it's starting to show, like, these guys are sick of what they're doing. They want, they want another path, hence why I think they may have wanted to go save Zach. Because they can see that Zack may be a way to get out. They save Zack, yeah. they get him out, they get themselves out. That's just what I think. It's also that they also show that in Remake too with Reno and Rude when they drop the plate, which was really well done. Yeah. So it's, it's keeping that consistency of the Turks are really done with this. Like, they get the short end of the stick. They're thought of as the worst. Everyone just loves the soldiers. They want out. Um... I love that Cloud came back. That's that's my favorite. I love Cloud. 
And they did set him up so well in this as it shows off him in his, like, meek form. Him being very soft-spoken, him very shy. Not really that overly sassy cloud we get. But it shows, like, where he picks up part of his personality from, which is from Zack, who is very well-written, like you've said. And it shows, like, his interactions before he forgot, and then during, like, their movement towards Midgard, obviously Zack telling a lot of stories, because what else are you meant to do for ten hours on the back of a truck other than tell stories? And him slowly picking up this stuff. So when Zack passes, it's traumatic, he represses it, but he takes on those stories and takes those on as himself. And it shows, like, where he's going from there to grow into the very sassy cloud we love. Yeah, it's very well said. Um, I mean, I, we can just tie in the voice acting real quick. I mean, I've never seen a game talked about in that vein so much. Uh, people just, God, they really were just giving it to Zach especially, which I thought the performance of Zach was good. Like, I, especially now, after, I think it was really good now after hearing that interview where he's like, yeah, I would listen to the lines and then think about what that actor was doing and then try to just do the same thing. Like, there's no creative liberty there really it sounded like so yeah i think the new voice cast is just leaps and bounds better like cloud i think is the big standout even in this game like good good grief like even the limited time he's in there he's so good uh, i just i like the voice cast i think the voice acting's fine it's just the direction and dialogue and script is again rough to put it lightly really really rough i agree yeah can't wait to see but, what Zach's voice actor will actually do when he now gets more lines, hopefully, in the future game. He's fantastic in the intermission DLC and in the. Oh, yeah, I think he's fantastic. He's, we, we just need he's more fantastic. Scene, yeah. Too, yeah. Hmm. I think he's good in that. Um, I think the voice acting was fine in this game. Just trying to think of anything else before we. We actually, okay, so let's talk about combat. Uh, get into combat a little bit more. So, um, okay. Ozzy, uh, you, you can stay out of this conversation because you didn't do actual <laughs> combat. You just, you just cheated. <laughs> I so, <laughs> I just flubbed it because it gave me a way to use the stuff. I broke yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I, sure. All right. As previously stated, uh, the combat from the 2007 game has been completely overhauled in this game. Uh, obviously, it mirrors 7 Remake in the fact that it's much faster paced and still kind of keeps turn-based elements. You have a lot of battle options. Um, you have materia that aren't in 7 or 7 Remake, like Hell and Dark, that, that enhance spells and silence and stop and do all kinds of things. And you don't have attack materia either, like Assault Twister, High Jump, Stop Buster. Um, those aren't in Remake. Those are exclusive to Crisis Core. And you also have materia fusion, which you can kind of build your own materia with like attack, like certain stones and items and I like that a lot. That was pretty cool. I did enjoy doing that. Also mentioned was the DMW, which is the slot machine type thingy, as I so eloquently described it, which has characters and numbers and gives you boosts, limit breaks, level ups, and it runs continuously during each combat encounter and runs off of SP, but you never run out of SP, so don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, and there's also I didn't even know it ran off of SP until just now. So Same. <laughs> yeah, uh, you never run out of SP. I have like a, a million SP. I never have to yeah. worry about it. But there's also this thing in the overworld called heightened emotions, where certain cutscenes with characters will make them more likely to appear on the DMW. That happens pretty frequently. So there's different um, 
limit breaks like Angeal, Sephiroth, Genesis, Cloud, um, Sung. Those are all attack-based limit breaks. Cisnaze, um, basically just absolutely... I think hers is the best. She, like, cracks out your DMW. Like, you just get good yeah. rolls all the time. And Aerith heals you, which... Not just I you. think those are the... Um, she also toughs up your MP and... Oh, she gets right, and, and AP. Um, AP. She also she sends it, like, beyond the limit. Yeah, yeah she, uh, she, like she, beyond she the breaks limit. it. So yeah, she, like, she really... Yeah. Healing wave is busted. Yeah, if you manage yeah. to also have these twice in a row, you've, you're pretty much golden from most of the major fights as well, which is another way I actually flogged half of it, is that I managed to get her twice. Jesus, what, what, go to Vegas, Jesus Christ, play the Australian, play the Australian lottery or something, like, good grief, but, I wonder if there's a a crisis score slot machine based on the DMW, (laughs) I'll be there tomorrow, with Aussie, (laughs) all the money, that'd be funny, that would be, they they also have um, summons, you can enter, like, summon mode, and then that's how you get, you call on your summons, like, Bahamut, all the summons you basically be in the missions, you can then get materia for, and then they also have, like, Chocobo mode, Kate Sith mode, hell yeah, um, Tomberry <laughs> mode, um, and those, like, basically boost your materia and level you up and give you all kinds of good boosts, so, the DMW is, like, basically only your friend, you, it can't hurt you, really, in the game, it only gives you boosts and kind of, and, like, actually comes in handy a lot in this game, like, really can bail you out in some situations, which is really mm-hmm. good. Mm. Also previously mentioned, when you acquire the Buster Sword in Chapter 6, Zack can take a battle stance, which, for everyone who's played Remake, just think of Cloud's Punisher mode. It's just that, but in Zack's form. Uh, there's no counter. Instead, you take it automatically guards. You can do strong attacks, and you can do commands out of it, and it is an automatic critical hit if you do attacks and commands out of the battle stance, which is fantastic for gameplay. Cool. It really helped me out there. Um, you've played with it a lot more than I have. I found that because I did use it like maybe once or twice. I found after three or four attacks, it would drop out of the stance. Is that what it's meant to do? Or have I? If you don't. It? So if you don't do an so it's like timed. You can't just stay in this. You can't just stay in the stance forever. But like if you constantly keep refreshing it, you can um you can just keep doing attacks and commands out of it. But. If you get the proficiency up, you can eventually break the nine 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 cap the damage does. So I can do like I do like thirty five thousand damage now. Like I'm just absolutely like broken. So uh, another little um neat um and the last thing I have in gameplay here was another neat little caveat was the the proficiency caps out at ninety five percent, indicating that Zach is not the real Buster Sword Master. So a little a cool little nod to the homie Cloud who might be the might be the Buster Sword wielder, but oh, come on. Mm-hmm. we all know that's really. Is. <laughs> I guess yeah, it's course. not. What was Angel's proficiency like? Twenty-two. Not even that. I mean, he never he well, never used it. So it... <laughs> yeah, he there got, you like, go. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Like when he cuts the monster in half in chapter one, he gets like a point one percent boost, and it's like <laughs> he's proficient, baby. But he was me point oh, three by the end of the game. Point zero three, Zach. Take this. I can't get proficiency up. <laughs> Zach, I have no fucking idea how to use this. Please kill me and take it. That's how he beat all the monsters. He just spam. He just did the Aussie strategy. He just he just spam Dark Faraga and everything. Angel, how'd you make first, dude? I got maxed out MP on every DMW roll. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love Health Undaga. I, I backdoored my DMW, so it was always uh, infinite MP refresh. Exactly. 
either infinite MP refresh or unlimited MP for that period. That's why Genesis right, left. Right. He couldn't figure it out. He's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'll go make my own D I'll go make my own DMW. True. That uh, that you know, honestly, if I if I was a soldier and Shinra was like, here, here's the slot machine, it's gonna give you random buffs. It's like, why can't you just make that always, you know? I know. I don't know. Yeah, cutting costs gotta be gotta be random for that that consistency cost. Nice. Exactly. Well, That's all I have on combat. Um, doesn't really go much deeper than that. It's a lot of fun to play, as we've talked about, and there's a lot of options you kind of have to play with, but that's kind of like the best I can explain it for the moment. And other than that, it's kind of just miscellaneous stuff. So if you guys want to touch on anything real quick, um, please be my guest if anything is absolutely cho- if you just something chomping at the bit. You're just dying to talk about this game. Uh, in the final sequence... It was just so funny. Like, I think it's also sort of a final, like, here's how horrifically terrifying soldiers are. Because Zach got shot in the fucking head, like, by a Shinra agent, and was totally fine to give a pep talk to Cloud before he died. Like, th- that whole scene up, where he was like, like, there's just multiple holes in his torso and just a giant bullet hole wound right in the side of his cranium, just oozing, leaking blood everywhere. And he's just smiling. He's just fucking chilling. I'm like, like, it's terrifying. It's also implied that he, like, killed all of them but three. Like, mm. Yeah. Which is terrifying, you know, in itself. Like, imagine seeing that. Like, as a, like, one of those fucking choppers shooting missiles at, fuck those guys, I wish I could have killed them, but just, like, <laughs> shooting missiles, just seeing this whirlwind of, of a man just slicing your brethren in half. Yeah, I wonder what that looked like in, like, a movie or a cutscene. That's gotta look insane. <laughs> like, he must have, there, there's the certainly possible. him? <laughs> yeah, like, he bought a lot of time. Like, the Turks could have gotten there. Maybe they hey, what's the but... Shinra military doing over there? We should go check that out. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Turks saw and were like, holy shit, no like, way, no. that's way too many of them. He's You're a man-possessed song. He's a man-possessed song. He's better off dead. But, yeah, it's... This game is definitely good insight into the horrors of Soldier, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they expanded like the, on that the... remake, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, dude, like these the guys horror... are lunatics. Yeah, the horrors of Soldier... Just Shinra's just general shittiness, you know. Yep. It, it was certain. It is definitely intrigued me. Uh, not that I can play a hell out of the Final Fantasy VII material. I'll definitely be waiting for Rebirth to come out so I can watch a playthrough of it later. Next year, uh, maybe. Or if you, you know, if you stream it, I could watch you play it. Uh, That's Aussie, not me. I could watch either of you play it. I guess if you both do it. You're up, Aussie. I retired. Uh, I was about to say. streaming it when it comes out, and I off a break. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. But, yeah, no, I, it was, for all of its shortcomings, I, I do look back on the game fondly, I think. Uh, like, I, I have a picture of Zach hanging up on my wall now because of that game. And, I mean, you, yeah, Colby got that for me. Colby has single-handedly decorated my entire door. I haven't bought a single thing. Sorry, your thing's really tiny. Do that again, Ozzy. Uh, yeah, there right there. Uh, and also Cloud in with the other two girls. There's more up 
probably. I think every character in existence on that wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a keyblade in there somewhere, so I can only imagine that's a that's a Axel? Is that Axel? Uh Sora. Oh that oh it's Sora. Sora. Yeah, his hair looks red for my yeah, you know what? They actually made this game because they saw the Zack character in Kingdom Hearts and like he'd be a good protagonist. Let's put him in a game, and that's how they started it. Hmm. Was Zack in Kingdom Hearts? Yes, he was. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh. I think two. Uh, no, 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 not two. Oh, Chain oh. of Memories. Is it Chain of Memories? Chain of Memories. I think that's the one with the three. God, I'm rusty on my memory on that. There's so many Kingdom Hearts, dude. But it's the Kingdom Hearts that it's has three like... protagonists and. Aqua's the only one that talks to him and proceeds to get a date with him and then not go on the date. <laughs> it's it's wow. like it's one oh. of the spin it's one of the spin off ones. Yeah. I know that much. Well it's like birth there's birth by sleep, three seventy eight over whatever the fuck. Uh, chain of memories. Two. Oh. Chain of memories. Chain He's of in one of those ones. Um, it's one of the prologue ones where it brings up the three um, masters oh, yeah. that you will meet later. What? So Aqua, Terra, and... Aqua, um, Terra... Not Vent- Ventus, I believe, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got so you. So it's those three, and only, again, Aqua interacts with him, and that's to last him on a date. Is he cool in that game? Oh, yeah, he's, he's Zack, dude. He's Zack! He's, he's, he's cool. Okay. Of course I, he's I, cool. I, he got a date. I, I'm new! I need to ask! And Aqua doesn't go on the date. date. What do you think? He's cool as shit. Hey, that's her loss, man. Yeah. Hey, and that and that was Kingdom Hearts talk. Oh, from Monster by Switch. Yeah, there we go. Yep. We had we had we had government sanctioned uh, federal government talk, and then we had uh, Nomura sanctioned uh, Kingdom Hearts talk. Yeah, I, I equal. I think they equal out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach is by far now like the most interesting character in Final Fantasy lore. Mm. Like everyone's eyes are on him. Oh yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, everyone it's, it's, is it's the three. It's the three characters on the box art of the game. It's Zach, Cloud, Sephiroth in some order. Those are the three most interesting characters going forward by far. Everyone has their eyes on them. And now, I mean, the the story of remake, I, I almost feel like has the potential to be as batshit crazy as Crisis Core, but hopefully in a better way. Because now we're dealing with multiple timelines, convergences, and fate, and the whispers and time oh, yeah. travel possibly from Sephiroth's end. It's going to be weird. So yeah. it's going to be weird, but it, if it takes all of that to get Zach back into like a main role, it's got to be worth it. Right. I need Zach combat in the next game. I just need it in my life. Yeah. I need actual in my good Zach combat where I'm not just using spells. I love Zack, and early game Zack with a sword was fun. But after he got the Buster Sword, I ended up just finding that spells worked better. And Ozzy's Ozzy's gonna hit square and not like how Zack swings a sword. Be like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game. Like, I, we're gonna <laughs> nope. pass it. Nope, I'm done. Nope. Auto play. Come to the Auto, stream. Battle. Auto battle. <laughs> I feel like they're going Thanks to do more out, justice. Sorry. <laughs> Because I'm sure, th- yeah. this isn't quite to the fluidity that um Oh it's gonna be well it's gonna be way more fleshed out in rebirth. Exactly. Hopefully. This this didn't feel like they actually did a lot more fluidity with it. And that's what I was going into it with yeah, this this style of combat is going to be very fluid, quite like clouds. It's gonna be maybe different because obviously not the same character, but it's still got that fluidity that I don't find it a slog to like do it, but then 
I did end up yeah. being a bit of a slug. And then I just cheesed it because it kept giving me MP, and I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you, don't, you don't have that bailout in Remake and Rebirth Combat, so you're going to have to actually hit the square button. And I hate to break fine. it to you. I'm happy in Final Fantasy Remake because it feels better. It just feels better. I just, yeah. hope, I just hope it's like different from Cloud's Combat. Because it's very easy to make the two super similar because they're the exact same fighter. But, like, I just hope they make Zack a little more... F- I think Zack's more of a flashy fighter, for sure. He's more- so I hope they make his moves a little more flashy. Well, not only that, but he no longer has the Buster Sword, which is very much more heavy or very fluid and light in Cloud's hands. In his hands, it feels too heavy for him. So, And he was very good with a broadsword. So a, yeah. a very nice broadsword or something still hefty but not a Buster Sword level would do him well. It would do him very well. Because you can't just have him come back and take the Buster Sword at this point. Unless it's during, like... Well, I mean, he has his own Buster Sword, right? Yeah, they both just have one. He has a Shinra-sanctioned broadsword. Because you'll notice every Shinra person who isn't a first class have the same sword. They're all the broadsword. In yeah, remake, he class. has that. In in the in integrate, he has that. I don't know in integrate because I actually only just recently got a PS5, so I have not been able to play the. Oh my god! DLC. Are you gonna stream the Yuffie DLC? That shit's so good. Sure. It's very cool. Probably after uh, did I um survivor. Survivor, yeah. Uh, god, that's a day one. That's a day one for you. Oh yeah. I'm I'm interested to see. Oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying I am holding out for that so badly, and I. When I do stream it, I, I'm doing a bit of a surprise on the first stream. So. Oh my god! Turn up. We got the scoop. We got the scoop. Calcestis, maybe, but uh, yeah. The, the, the actor shows up on stream, and it's just a Q and A. Ozzy's doing a Q and A with the I actor. Would oh my! Legitimately die if that happened. <laughs> oh my god! But that'd be awesome. No, that would be fantastic. It's gonna be closer to maybe the first stream. Let's go. Ooh, very so you're su- so you're summoning him by wearing his garb. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Uh, it was just for for Zach's thing because I'm wondering what kind of fighter he will be because I think they're gonna like they have to do some development for him. Like his story is gonna be. He's not just gonna be a static character. That's my. Like something's gonna happen. He's, he's right? gonna have his own like story before he meets our characters somewhere. Yeah, like I, I, they're not gonna be separate the whole game. They're gonna cross over at some point. They have to. That's the whole reason he's alive. They because wouldn't keep the him alive. He's scene, gonna have his yeah. own story. Yeah. With the final cutscene of Integrate, which I will remain spoiler free since you have not played it, uh, with the final cutscene of Integrate, like that it, could have huge ramifications on him as a character you know what i mean yep like that could change him like in a bet in like a an intense way yeah so, it, it implies a lot for sure but, but mean, yeah that, that's, that's a speculation, speculation for another day you know well listen when we get more news on it we might have to have our australian friend back on to talk all about it so I mean, she'll be better than me because I'm gonna be fucking lost in the dark for sure. Y'all, so yeah, I need someone knowledge. 
you're gonna need me to you're gonna need me you're i'm gonna need you to have me on a leash and then we can just let ozzy run free basically <laughs> that'll be the podcast yeah that's oh, no. fine ozzy running free would equal a lot more anime talk <laughs> Aussie, listen, if we're going to come out with an episode once a month, we need to go for a long time. So you're allowed to run free. Trust yeah, us. Yeah, we're, we're sorely lacking in anime talk right now, so we could use it. Oh, trust me. There is uh, Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. And There's this is only part of on. the wall, mind you. There is still some over there, up on the wall beside me, up behind my computer. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving, so I'm going to have to catch up on all the, all the wall art. I just got three new... Sp- seven pieces so oh catch up i'm about to go to another con and that means more on oh, oh boy. jesus yeah. christ tyler we're gonna have to team up and take her down yeah we'll, we'll have to we'll have to merge we'll have the, to combine, the bank we'll accounts combine art yeah exactly and just Good buy luck. art i'm almost out of room on this wall let's go you out of room that means we room to catch up we'll, we'll make like a mr beast-esque video like how many how many fan art prints can I we bought ten thousand fan art prints yeah, there you go. 300 million views. Despite our Australian friend, we bought a single more wall arts than she has. We have 10,001 fan art. Yeah, there you go. That, I still have a bag down here somewhere that isn't up yet. This is gonna, this is gonna be hard. It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're biting off more than we can chew. But Well, since it is... Two hours and forty minutes in, and we said we weren't going to go for three hours. <laughs> Do we have anything else? We twenty. Wait, twenty more minutes. We can cut we it close. Twenty whole minutes to to kill. <laughs> oh, we got plenty but... of time. Nah. <laughs> and then we covered. I think, I think, I think, we, every... I think we touched it all. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we got everything. A very strange game. A very strange game that produced a really good character, and that's all I had to do. Yeah, that's all it had to do. It produced like three good, like really good moments and one good character. And the combat was fun. And sets up one of the all time classics ever. One of the all time, like, history. greatest RPGs to ever be created. So I guess that's, you know, it has its not place. a bad resume. No, not, not bad at all. Um, not bad at all. Definitely check. Well, it out. how would you say Crisis Core stacks up to like the other collaboration content? As far like, as do you like think it's what? on the high, on like quality? Like, do you think it's on the higher oh, end or the lower end? Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, it's just way better than Dirge and Before <laughs> Crisis. I, I don't think anyone in America has ever played Before Crisis. Uh, Advent Children's an awful movie. It's way better than that. Like. Crisis Core is probably the cream of the crop of compilation. Like, even the 2007 version was the cream of the crop at its time. This is way better than that. So, the compilation is a strange, like, episode <laughs> in the Square Enix world. I honestly think that part of the reason they're redoing it all is just because of how bad they fucked it up the first time. They're like, we have to try this again before we die. And they're writing the, <laughs> they're writing the wrong. Die. Yeah. Maybe... You know, maybe Sephiroth time traveling was just so he can retcon Dirge. And if he does that, he's a hero, I think. He's a good guy. <laughs> well, we have what? There's that There's that young Sephiroth, like, project Ever or Crisis. whatever. Ever Crisis, yeah. Ever Crisis That's a new thing, right? A, Ever Crisis is going to be like a one-to-one remake of all the previous compilation stuff. So Advent Children is going to be like a video game that you can play. Oh, I didn't realize that that was okay. That's I don't that's know what the stuck. young Sephiroth stuff is, but I'm really intrigued. Mm. I really want to know what that is. Yeah, 
Because we've never had a video game where you can just play a Sephiroth, and I don't think that's going to happen in Rebirth either. I think he's going to be like a Sonon character where you don't control him, but you can like give him commands and stuff. Mm-hmm. What a strange, what a strange Final Fantasy landscape we're walking into, gang. Holy shit! You are, yeah, you're not lying, but it's it's exciting to talk about. If they just did a one to one remake, it, we wouldn't be talking about this shit. So, like, it's for the better. Indeed. Well, they did say the when gaming... they started this that. Everyone knows the story of Final Fantasy. At this point, it's, what didn't we get to do last time? Let's go for it. Let's have a bit yeah. of fun. Let's, let's make it a story that no one's seen before, using the characters people love, and going batshit insane and just having fun. I, yeah, and they did that in Remake, and Remake is fucking incredible. So I, yeah. have complete, I have complete faith in the team to continue to do a good job. Well, I'll be watching from a distance, not by Let's choice, go. but uh, I'll, be th- I'll be there speculating as well. Now that I hey man, like when you I'm go, free. but when you go home for summer, you might you might have a chance to play some remake. So that's true. I played. I have. I have played a little bit of remake. I played the. I played until the. Uh, I got to seventh heaven for the first time, and then oh I had God. to come back to college. Sector but, seven slums at night, man. Fucking makes me tear. True, out, but indeed. But we yeah, put a bow on this. So we talk yeah, we got to put a bow on this. So. Uh, Thank you so much, Aussie, for uh, hopping on the airwaves with us for uh, almost three hours. We appreciate your time. No worries. Again, I was very honored to be able to come on and talk. And oh, anytime. Score and anytime. I would love to be mm-hmm. back. Well, I plan on getting Jedi Survivor as well. So, oh my God, seven-hour uh, episode inbound. <laughs> I mean, our episode with the lightsabers. That's true. Oh yeah, uh, I there. I expect like... you. I expect you both to be dressed like Jedi for that episode. Bet done. Uh, uh, um, Tyler, you can just I... wear. Like, Tyler, you can just wear like a white bathrobe with a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wear <laughs> like a. Yeah, exactly. I'll wear like a, a silken. With regular clothes, I'm dressed like old. I'm dressed like old. I'm dressed like old Obi Wan, guys. <laughs> I have my hood up and brown rags. Wow, Ben Kenobi got fucking jacked on his time in Tatooine. Holy shit, that's <laughs> not that's supposed to work. Like Vader would need a few. Stri- uh, we are getting off topic. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, thank you so much, Ozzy. We would love to have you on again. Uh, thank you. We there was a lot of foreshadowing this episode, also for like so much shit, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Colby, do you want to tell... Well, first of all, Aussie, uh, do you want to shill anything? We'll give you the, this uh, this allotted time for you to plug your stuff or your links or whatever you want to, to so people can find you. Uh, okay, sure. Um, so I mainly stream on Twitch uh, Tuesdays through to Fridays, though on and off, depending on how I feel and if I'm interested in doing a game. Uh, so it's at Aussie Maple Leaf on Twitch TV. Um, I will usually post up on my Twitter when I am going to stream, which I believe is Oz underscore Maple, um, if I am right. Um, but yeah, I play anything and everything. <laughs> It'll be in the description, don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll, right we'll, we'll get it. There we go. <laughs> we'll get it. We're professionals. Fantastic, wonderful show. And, uh... You can find us, uh, our social medias as well, down in the description below as well. I said as well too many times there, but we're going to go with it because we're the one Twitter's a, The Twitter's a shitpost account now, so I'm sorry. The Twitter's a shitpost account. The Instagram probably doesn't it's exist dead. anymore. It's dead. Uh, but honestly, the Twitter's... We're rebranding. 
Twitter, the Twitter's better anyway, and... Yeah, yeah, find the Twitter God. where me and Colby went back and forth about Genesis for a while. <laughs> oh, God. You were probably <laughs> wrong, and I was right. <laughs> to be fair, leave, leave the poor boy alone. He was a very lonely child, and it's his whole personality. Yeah. And it's the writer's... Dude. So he is basically, if, like, I went around and just, like, read Hamlet every day, and just, like, talked about Hamlet, like, so nonstop. So he's a theater kid. Exactly. Yeah, he's the theater kid. He's the weird theater kid with a sword and the power True. of gods. And the power of gods. And I think he's fine. <laughs> I, I kind of want him to come back now, to be honest. You. Just to see. All right, we're ending this episode. See- <laughs> okay. Thank uh, you guys. A- Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, season season four, episode thirteen. Like <laughs> True. Maybe it's a sleep deprivation, but yeah. One one once again, big thank you to uh, uh, Miss Ozzy Maple Leaf for joining us. And, uh, yeah, thank you to all of you guys who have uh, sat through yet another almost three-hour episode. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you next month. Uh, but, yeah, again, just thank you guys so much. Uh, always enjoy uh, putting out these sorts of things, getting together with all these cool people and uh, just, just shooting the shit about games. So have, having a good time, even though we're posting less. but. You know, the enjoyment factor, at least for me, stays the same. And we hope it stays the same for you. So, yeah, thank you guys. And we will see you whenever the next one is. Have a good one.